0: Klein has announced £200 million of investment at its UK plants, including Ware in Hertfordshire. But Simon Kitchen from the Dementia Action Alliance, which represents 800 organisations, says more money is needed.
1: We want to see real ambition from the government. We're hosting the G8. This is a fantastic opportunity of getting um, eight of the, the world's richest and most powerful countries, um, countries together to be able to to go for a, a global fight back against dementia. And we, we we want to see some substantial ambition from the
0: UK government. Disabled people living near Biggleswade Railway Station are campaigning for improvements. They want escalators installed and staff to be available in the afternoons between 2 and 4pm so they can board trains. Joanne and Will told Three Counties Radio about the problems they
2: encounter.
3: I'm not very quick on stairs, but sometimes those trains... A bit too high, I just can't get on it.
2: You struggle, so a blind person like me has to try and get their travel arranged before they're not manning the station. There are the self-service machines, but they don't talk. So, blind person can't even get their own ticket. The government spending
0: watchdog has found that free schools are costing twice as much as originally estimated. The National Audit Office also says there have been no applications to open primary free schools in many areas where places are badly needed. A letter posted in 1951 has only just arrived at a conference centre in Buckinghamshire. Staff at Missenden Abbey say they're mystified by the letter, which was addressed to a man who worked at the abbey in the 1950s. Eve Newpar from the centre says the letter was sent from Germany and had nothing inside it it would be really
4: good to find out was there a booking form inside was there a business deal going on or was there a just a friendly
0: letter. In sports, Stevenage are out of the Football League trophy after losing their Southern Area semi-final on penalties at Swindon. It was won all after 90 minutes. In the Champions League, Manchester City were 3-2 winners at Bayern Munich. Manchester United beat Shakhtar Donetsk 1-0. The weather, mist and fog slow to clear this morning. Sunny spells this afternoon. A maximum temperature 9 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash 3 counties
5: BBC Three Counties Radio's Big Tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. There is everything here for any
6: individual.
7: All this week in Biggleswade. And everybody knows people, so you've always got somebody, if you're lonely, there's always somebody to talk to.
6: I think it offers a lot for the sides.
8: You know, I think that's the thing around here.
5: The Big Tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. All this week in Biggleswade. BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots coming up on the show this morning, including police have launched a fresh appeal for a Stevenage man who went missing 11 years ago. It's thought that Paul Martins may be living down south. But we'll be talking to a woman who's jealous that the Martins are getting a second bite of the cherry when her son's been missing for 14 years. She feels the police forgot about him after four. Now, as we all know, catching a train can be a right pain, standing on cold platforms, paying extortionate prices, and then you just get crammed into other strangers' armpits. Oh, what a horrible image. But if you're disabled, you may not even get that far. How is it, in the age of the government telling us all to get to work, that some people can't even get onto a railway station? An inappropriate behaviour at funerals. You'd think that three of the most powerful heads of state, well, I mean, one of the most powerful and two hangers-on, would know exactly how to behave. Cameron Obama and the Danish Prime Minister decided it was time to take a selfie at the Nelson Mandela tribute yesterday. Really? What inappropriate behaviour have you uh, experienced at funerals? facebook.com forward slash bbc 3cr you can send me a text 81333 start your text 3cr or who will be the first caller of the day it could be you dear listener imagine going to work or to school and saying yeah high fives guys I was the first caller on the Ian Lee show this morning 08459 455 555 Across beds,
10: hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Now, it's been 11 years since the Martin family saw their son, Paul. The 49-year-old, known as Spike, left his family home in Stevenage in November 2002 and never came back. But this week, Hertfordshire police have launched a fresh appeal to find him. Now, not many people would consider Spike's family lucky, but someone who's perhaps entitled to feel that way is Rosemary Bateman from Hemel. Her son's been missing since 1999. Well, our reporter, Justin Dealey, has been to meet
11: the Batemans. Morning, Justin. Hello, in? And uh, you were telling us this morning that this, this interview, it, it really hit you. No, it did, actually, um, for quite some time yesterday afterwards. I just felt um, incredibly sad. Um, so many questions that, that still need to be answered 14 years on. Rosemary was, first of all, surprised to hear about this fresh appeal after 11 years because the police effectively gave up hope of finding her son, Andrew after just four years so i went to meet the batemans yesterday and rosemary was telling me her memories of the last time she saw her son andrew
12: andrew and i were in the kitchen he had a cigarette he had a coffee and i was going to work and i said bye andrew see you later and i never i have not set eyes on andrew none of us have uh, from that day and that's 14 years ago
11: and it was just like any normal morning
12: any normal morning he was going to crystal palace which he Setting up something for Chris, Crystal Palace and he just never went. We don't know where he went, not from that day onwards, no.
11: You never saw anything like that coming whatsoever, you never saw a change in his behaviour or, or anything.
12: Nothing. No, it was Andrew. It was just Andrew in the kitchen with me that morning. We had no idea that he was going to. He didn't even take any clothes, it was all there. That's why you don't, you know, you think he's going to come back, mm. but he didn't.
11: In those 14 years, has any information at all come forward?
12: None whatsoever. None whatsoever. Um, I've made inquiries to the police when people were being held in caravans and things like that, and they said, no, it wasn't Andrew. How do you
11: live your life like this, Rosemary? Oh,
12: that's changed a little bit. We used to go looking for Andrew everywhere. Everywhere the police said we went, but then we got two grandchildren... And it doesn't have help. They know about Andrew. We just would like Andrew to make contact with us. That's all. Just one way or another.
11: So you still believe that he is alive?
12: Sometimes you don't. Because we can't believe that he could be gone this long and not make any contact whatsoever. It's not like Andrew.
11: It's a horrible thing to say this, but... Would it almost be easier for you and your family if you had that dreaded phone call so at least you knew and you could try and move on with your lives?
12: That's what would, I know I don't wish him dead, but yeah, the phone call would be nice. It really would and we could then put it all on one side. What
11: about the support that you received from the police? How was that for you?
12: At first, yeah, they tried. Yes, they did try. But then when everything ran dry, there was no more f- sightings of what they thought was Andrew. And um, they then said they couldn't help us anymore.
11: And when was that? Obviously, we're talking 14 years now. Roughly, when did the police say, look, there's nothing more we can do for you?
12: I would say probably 10 years ago.
11: So after four years, they effectively given up.
12: I, I We had somebody of quite high in the police service come and uh, he just said, They've tried everything they could try and they couldn't help us anymore.
11: Just lastly, we we can hear the distress in your voice still and understandably, you just never know, Rosemary. If there is somebody listening to this right now who knows something, what is your message to them? Because they could be listening to this broadcast right now. Somebody must know something.
12: Please get in contact. Just get in contact with us. Knock on the door. Ring up, I don't mind. But it would be lovely to know. (laughs) Thank
9: <laughs> you. Well, you can't even begin to imagine what a family goes through, can you? You can't.
11: You really can't. And just to to sit there and listen to their story, you know, fourteen years on, uh, going back fourteen years ago, their son Andrew had no money problems, no drug problems, no alcohol problems, no relationship problems. To their knowledge, of course, he was just going to work like he would do any normal day, and he has just completely vanished. And in all of that time, Ian, they have not received one phone call. One tip off. After ten years, they put out an advert in the local Gazette in Hemel and they received one phone call from a police officer who got in touch. Nobody with any information whatsoever, 14 years on.
9: Justin, fascinating stuff. Thank you very much indeed. 08 459 455 555. (laughs) Blah blah Song, it's good. Morning, this is Inley, BBC Three Counties Radio. So the front page of a lot of the newspaper. I, I heard this being banged on about yesterday on the internet and on the radio and stuff, and I kind of thought nothing of it. And then I come in and I see the actual photograph to which everybody is referring to. And I think, flipping heck, what a bunch of idiots! So it's the, Mel- uh, the Nelson Mandela memorial, which apparently was a bit of a out, literally and metaphorically. Anyway. Uh, uh, And there is David Cameron, there is Barack Obama, and there's the Danish Prime Minister, Heli Thorning-Schmidt, who, let's just say, she's Welsh-Schmidt. And they are taking a selfie together. They're taking a selfie at a memorial service. Memorial service. That seems incredibly inappropriate to me. What do you think? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Is it, is it ridiculous to, for them to have taken it uh, there? What inappropriate behaviour have you seen or experienced at funerals or, or selfies being taken at other inappropriate events? 08459 455 555. Let's get the travel now. Here's Alice. Travel
10: news for beds, cards, and bugs.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio. Extremely foggy out there this morning. The M40 in particular looking very thick around the junction 4 for High Wycombe. Speed sensors aren't picking up any issues, though. Looking good through the roadworks in Kingswood. That's on the A41, where there are temporary traffic lights between Grendon Road and Creighton Road to build a new roundabout. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice.
9: It's coming up to 6.16. It's Wednesday, the 11th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The parents of a man who disappeared from his Stevenage home 11 years ago have asked police to help with their search. 49-year-old Paul Francis Martin went missing in 2002 and has not been seen by his family since. David Cameron will announce today that the government is to double the funding for research into dementia in the UK by 2025. Pharmaceutical company GlaxoSmithKline has announced £200 million of investment at its UK plants, including where? In Hertfordshire. In sports, Steven out of the football league trophy after losing their southern area semi on penalties at Swindon. If you want to get in touch with the show, 08459-455-555. BBC
5: Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning from 9. That's
11: ghastly, it's absolutely disgraceful.
5: Don't talk about morals because he doesn't care about the man in the street. The biggest local
1: talking point. I found out a couple of hours later, it was a murder. (laughs) Over the phone, they phoned me up and told me.
4: I don't know why you're picking on that man. The JBS Show. I feel it's out of
12: place in this country.
4: Let me be really frankly honest
14: with
15: you. Local government and government are doing a good job. I
14: never call in, but I feel so passionate about this topic.
5: The JBS Show. Weekdays from nine. BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: So who's going to be the first caller of the day on the air? 08459 45555. It could be you. Imagine how cool you'd look at at work or in the retirement home if you were to wheel yourself down and come out of that lift and say, hey, guys, I was the first caller on the show.
16: I'm going to do all the things for you A girl wants a man to do Oh, baby baby. I'll sacrifice for you I'll even do wrong for you
14: Oh, baby
17: Closer, baby,
10: closer to you and with each beat of my heart, for every day we are part, our hunger for every
14: wasted hour
9: very naughty. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I had to go um, into the library yesterday and tell them I'd lost a book. I'd lost a book. Uh, the reason I'm saying it is because I took the Supremes book back. But another- is there a horse in there? Can you hear a horse chomping on uh, some fruit? Chomping on an apple?
18: That horse is me.
9: Oh, dear God, are you going to do a massive whoopsie in the studio as well? <laughs> Kelly, you have to pick it up. If I do, I have the right to do so. Uh, So I've had to take... uh, (laughs) I had to go to the library and tell them I'd lost a book. Oh. And she said... I said to the lady, I said, I'm very sorry. I've been very, very naughty. I've lost the book. I don't know what the etiquette is. I've never done it before. I have done it before. I know exactly what the etiquette is. She said, don't worry, we're very blasé about these things here. Really? Yeah, just buy us a new one. Well, that's not blasé. Full price? Well, she she said, we can order it for you, but it might be cheaper for you to get one on Amazon.
19: But surely... You should just buy books from now on.
9: Well, this is the thing. This is, I remember why I hate libraries. Is I love libraries, but they always cost me more money. I always end up paying fines, my fault, and uh, this is the second book I've had to buy.
19: Do you ever wonder about the person who used the book before
18: you and what they did and if they were clean?
9: No, because I don't really get dirty books. Uh, Boyle.
18: Middle-class problems. Call me now. 08459 five nine four Let's go
9: to John in Luton. Morning, John. Good morning, Ian. Go- yes, John. Um, I had a very you know, interesting call with your b- brother yesterday. Yeah, I know, he's still sleeping. He, he might he might ring you later. Okay. Oh, okay. Is it do you do you sleep live in the same house? Yes, yeah. But he sleeps in the back room. We don't sleep together. No. Of course not. No, no, of course not. And we...
15: where does your sister live? Oh, she lives right, um up in Stockley.
9: Okay, right. Okay. So yeah. Oh, he may ring you later as well. Okay, well, I, I look forward. We normally limit it to one family member per show, but, you know, I look forward to speaking to them. If oh, I'm honest, John, yes? you're my favourite out of the bunch. Oh, am I? Yeah, I, I, thought think de- it was, I
15: thought it was Dennis. No, no, I, just, I, was...
9: I just said that to him to keep him happy. He's a muppet. I mean, the, the oh. rubbish that comes out of his mouth hole.
15: Well, I know. Well, I, I've tried to tell him, him himself. But he was banging he, on about it,
9: charities yesterday and about yeah. how uh, he, was just, he doesn't give money to charities and he's oh, it was awful.
15: No, he's a toy toy uh, idiot. He is. I, know. I was going to say another word, but I better keep off the radio, and
9: I. Well, you, you, uh, many people w- would say yes. You better keep off the radio, but uh, when you come on the radio, it's always hell mess. Yeah, you see. So that's good. Anyway, John, uh, what can I do for you? Funerals. Yes. When you go
15: to a funeral, sadly, no, do you go to the reception after?
9: Of course I do, John, because it's the yeah. only decent thing to do.
15: No, it's all right.
9: You go to a funeral, do you put
15: someone to rest? Yeah. And the next thing is, you're all going back there, people get drunk, people are all laughing and dancing around, yeah. and you've just put a person under the ground to rest. Yeah. What I think it's disgusting.
9: What, what do you really think? Hell Myth. okay, Myth. but but do you uh, the thing is, John? By going back to the reception, you're remembering that person and you're celebrating life with those other people that are there. No, 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 you've got it's a sad
15: day, it's a sad day. So you just go to the funeral and they say, That's it, leave the man or lady to rest.
9: Ladies do die too, yes, that's correct. Right.
15: Now, the situation is, but they don't. They all go back to these parties, laughing and joking, dancing, celebrating
9: around. life. I've been, I've had the uh, misfortune to go to two funerals this year. Uh, uh, well, I think I've doubled my entire funeral count of my lifetime in this in this last year. Uh, and it was nice to go back and to s- share memories of the person who had passed, to have a little moan at the buffet, which was wasn't particularly good at the second one, uh, and and just in you enjoying yeah. and you're celebrating life, John. The thing I've realised at turning forty and going to two funerals this year is you are going to die, I'm going to die, and it could be today, John. So let's well, embrace and let's celebrate every moment we have. Well, you
15: can. You can just go back to a reception, yeah. I can understand, but when you see them all drunk...
9: Well, what, all fu- John... what kind of common funerals are you going to, John, where everyone's getting drunk? No, because Well, I went to one a couple of weeks ago, and there about four people there, blokes, drunk.
15: And it was a shambles. And that, and that you just put a person into the ground. It was a what? A hell,
9: mess. Okay, John. Well, listen. Thank you very much indeed for that. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. John in Luton thinks it's disrespectful to go to the. Uh, well, it, he seemed to contradict himself towards the end. The main thrust being it's uh, disrespectful to go to the service afterwards. Go to the the, the, the wake afterwards. Oh, contraire! Go and celebrate. If you want to get drunk, go. I mean, the, I don't remember seeing anyone get drunk at the funerals I was at. But if you want to get drunk. That's how you want to deal with it. Get drunk. Go go and do it. It's wonderful. We're talking about this because of Obama and uh, Cameron taking selfies at uh, Mandela's thing. What do you think? 08459 455555. Now, as part of this week's big tour, we're in Biggleswade this week, covering the stories that matter to you. We had a number of people come to us with concerns about disabled access to Biggleswade train station. Put simply, there ain't none. Joanne and Will are both disabled. They showed our reporter, Matt Lockwood, what they have to
6: deal with there. Nobody around. We can't see anybody in the ticket office. The doors are all padlocked. So if you are disabled, it's very difficult.
3: I need some support on that at the moment.
6: If I wasn't here today, there's nobody around who can help you.
3: No, there isn't. Hopefully we need some escalators or something.
6: OK, because we're looking at the steps now. They're quite steep, aren't they? Yes, yeah, so we've got one here, one here, so yeah, two flights of steps onto the platforms.
3: I'm not very quick on the stairs, and the other people as well. I'm trying to help.
6: If I helped you down those stairs, I wouldn't feel
3: I safe fall. with I'll, you I'll, actually. I will fall and hurt my right knee. I haven't got a very good knee at the moment, but sometimes those trains are a bit too high, I just can't get on it.
6: So once you've struggled down the steps and you have great difficulty... Yes, I do. ..trying to get onto the trains is another story as well.
3: Yes, that's
4: right.
6: If First Capital Connect are listening this morning, what do you want them to do?
3: I want them to lower the, um, the steps of the train, really... So some people can get on. And also, um, in this wheelchair, they need some more ramps inside.
6: Yeah, this this station is not disabled-friendly at all, is it, really? No, it's not. No ramps, no lifts, steep stairs.
3: That's that's what I'm trying to say.
6: Will, you're blind. I am, yeah. I mean, how
2: difficult is it getting around this station? what I do find is um, the staff um, are there in the morning, I believe it's 7 till 1 or something in the afternoon, and then they have a break, I believe it's from 2 till 4. Um, so basically when you turn up to the station saying no to get a train, that there would be no help sort of available uh, to, to get you on the train, um, which is quite disconcerting, to be honest, because... You know, you struggle. So a blind person like me has to try and get their travel arranged um, before they're not manning the station. There are the self-service machines, but they don't talk. So a blind person can't even get their own ticket, you know, from the machine. I guess because they're a small station uh, and they're not like Peterborough or King's Cross or any of the big ones on this line, then I guess that that's why they're not there. But I agree it should be probably more often, really, because people like myself need to travel around and get around to appointments and meetings and other venues. That's our reporter,
9: Matt Lockwood, there. And uh, I believe this isn't just a problem for people using Biggleswade Station, but also in many rural pockets of beds, huts and bucks. Do you have access problems at your station? Give me a call if you do. 08459 455 505. Stop cantering across, Catherine, while I'm trying to do this.
18: I've had my apple.
9: Later, we'll be speaking to First Capital Connect about what they're doing to combat the problem. You know what you are? I think it's disgusting. Me too.
10: (laughs)
13: looking very foggy out there this morning and the A1M is already looking slow on the speed sensors southbound as you join at 7 for Stevenage. That was very slow because of fog yesterday so it may be having the same effect today. Harbenden looking slow southbound on the High Street around Station Road and the A5 northbound looking slow past Dunstable. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, at BBC Three Counties Radio.
10: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
5: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 6.30. I'm Simon Oxley. The parents of a man who disappeared from his Stevenage home 11 years ago have asked police to help with their search. 49-year-old Paul Francis Martin went missing in 2002 and has not been seen by his family since. David Cameron will announce today that the government is to double the funding for research into dementia in the UK by 2025. Pharmaceutical company GlaxoSmithKline has announced £200 million of investment at its UK plants, including Ware in Hertfordshire. And the trial continues to... of the man accused of killing another man outside the Asda store in Biggleswade in a row over a disabled parking space. The prosecution has described it as a violent, unprovoked attack. Three Counties
5: Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Stevenage are out of the Football League trophy after losing their Southern Area semi-final on penalties at Swindon. It was won all after 90 minutes with Bruno Andrade equalising for the borough late on. But Stevenage lost the shootout 3-1 missing three penalties. Manager Graham Wesley felt his side showed a lack of courage in the shootout.
20: I certainly wouldn't go away from the game um, feeling sorry for ourselves about the penalties. We didn't show enough ability under pressure. Um, their penalties hit the net with a plum Ours didn't. That's about courage and uh, that's about strong minds. So um, we won't hide from that. I don't think uh, you look at penalties and say, well, you know, bad luck. I think uh, strong minds win penalty shootouts and uh, a better first-off performance would have won the game 1-0.
0: In the Champions League, Manchester City were 3-2 winners at Bayern Munich. Manchester United beat Shakhtar Donetsk 1-0 to top their group. Both had already qualified for the knockout stages. James Milner scored the winner as City came from 2-0 down.
21: It was massive for, us, for going forward in the competition because we're obviously going to get a tough draw in, in, in the next round. So we know we can come here and beat the reigning champions on their own patch and score three goals, so that's a massive confidence boost and, and massive momentum um, for, for
0: the next round. Tonight, Chelsea host Stoi Bucharest needing a win to top the group. Arsenal are away to Napoli where a draw would see them top their group. Celtic, who are already out are away to Barcelona. Conference leaders Cambridge are four points clear of second place Luton once again after a 3-0 home win over Macclesfield. Cambridge also still have one game in hand and in the Southern League Premier Division leaders Henel Hempstead won 3-0 at Bedford Town. Second place Chesham beat Hungerford 1-0. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at 7.
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
10: This is Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah!
4: Yes.
9: Nice. Catherine's here. Yes. What do you want?
4: Uh,
18: can
9: we ha- can have a look at your papers? Oh, with the, with the papers. Sorry, look. I tell you what, Let me hand these to you, and we can have a look. If you want to take part in the newspaper review. Oh,
18: oh dear. Um, there you Oh. that it. Said it.
9: Oh. oh wait. Four five nine. Four double five. Five double five. Now I've been I'm told. I'm
18: you here, actually. Why? After the library books theft. It was
9: well. It wasn't theft. Well, I'm really peed would off lost with it. I lost it. I lost. The it. lady was very kind. She said, um, "We uh, we are very blasé about this here." Do you want a bit longer to... That's why
18: libraries are dying out.
9: Exactly, it's her fault. Do you want to see uh, if you can... I was so guilty. It was like going up to the headmaster and saying I put a a condom on the back of his exhaust pipe, which I may or may not have done once. Um, And... she said, What did it do?
18: Did it explode or...
9: Just flew off, no one noticed. It wasn't wasn't the headmaster, it was Mr Murray Brown, so I didn't feel bad about telling him because, you know. Anyway... Uh, so, she, she said, do you want to have a bit longer to try and find it? And I said, yeah, okay. Do you want
18: to go away and think about what you've done?
9: I know, I know exactly where it is. I left it in a hospital waiting room. Oh, no. A hospital I have no intention of ever going back to, so...
18: But the greater good is that someone will read that book that may... Not have had access to it before.
9: Someone will be learning how to make digital movies. In... Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, it was oh, a geeky book. It's a geeky book. I've left it there. Anyway, 08459 four double five five double five. Kelly Betts, I'm told that this next record we're about to play requires some sort of warning. Poor choir. Has it got swears in?
19: No. It's very, very emotional. Ooh. And I know that um, either of you two have heard it. And I think that you should uh, take a moment to listen to each and every word. And if you don't cry you have no heart
9: is this um, the kind of thing that, that uh, Gary Floyd would be playing on BBC <laughs> Introducing <laughs> no ok so this is, a, okay. this
19: is it's, an, uh, it's a song by the elderly bro- uh, Everly brothers elderly brothers <laughs> they basically are the elderly brothers now aren't they <laughs> so Justin Dealey would play it on Just his excellent D- show Justin would play it on his brilliant show from 9 on a Saturday morning to okay. 12 ok
9: well let's have a little listen So. I'll tell you a minute oh gosh to
18: the words
9: oh the words as well it's going to get even harder on
16: a weekend
9: pass, I wouldn't have
16: had time To get home and marry that baby of mine So I went to the chaplain and he authorized me To send for my ebony eyes My eb- Coming to me from out of the sky. way overdue. So I went inside to the airline's desk and I said, sir, I wonder why 12.03 is so late. He said, oh, they probably took off late or they may have run into some turbulent weather and had to alter their course. I went back outside and I waited at the gate and I watched the beacon light from the control tower as it Through the dark ebony skies as if
15: it were searching for. I think it's disgusting.
16: And then came the announcement over the loudspeaker. Would those having relatives or friends on flight number 1203 please report to the chapel across the street at once? Then I felt a burn. And I knew the heavenly ebony skies had taken my life's most wonderful prize, my beautiful ebony eyes. If I ever get to heaven, I'll bet the first.
19: isn't it? The lyrics, not the... I wasn't really sh-
9: listening to the words. I
19: know, and I was really upset about that because I told you to listen.
9: So he's marrying, a, he's marrying, is he marrying his dog?
19: <sighs> no, he's going to pick up his girlfriend who he loves very much from the airport. That's what he plans, says. Plans, plans to propose who is? and marry her. Phil or Don? Uh, Phil.
9: Well, What's Don doing?
19: Uh, he's just there holding, just playing the holding drum,
22: these do you know him? <laughs> <laughs>
17: And so Phil's
9: gone to the airport to uh, to meet the future Mrs. Everly. Yep. Don is uh, is what in the recording studio because he's so furious with Phil over something. They hated each other. Yeah. Okay. Don's just uh, yeah. Don's not bothered. He never he's liked. Not her.
19: bothered. No. He's
18: he, he, was he glad considers that she her the died. Yoko
9: owner of the band before Yoko Ono even existed. Yep. Yep. So okay. he went
18: to pick her up from the airport. Yep. Right. Then he and stopped singing and started talking. I heard that bit
19: all the way through. And it. he was waiting for the plane. Yeah. Looking around, he's re- thinking about her and how much he loves her. There'd
9: been a plane crash. Yeah. Oh. Why would I they have to go to the chapel across the road? That would be—I I would say that's—that's
19: that's where they—they they told him that she was.
9: I would conduct. say that that is a bad move by the airline company that, that do that. To go, everyone go to the chapel. What? Maybe it what,
19: rhymed. What? Did it rhyme with something else?
9: Why would the airline care about rhymes? They're an airline, for goodness sakes. (laughs) They should have have a room at the...
19: Because rhymes is all the Everly Brothers think about.
9: And harmonies. And harmonies. And hating each other. And hating each other. And hating each other. Well, Kelly Betts, thank you very much for that. Thanks. good morning, guys.
18: Yeah, depressing song of the day. We should do it every morning just to get you out of bed.
9: (laughs) Or or send you back into bed with a bottle of pills. What's
18: that other song uh, about... um, Is it Honey?
9: About I a come one. back. I just can't take it. What? what
18: about Terry by Twinkle? Pardon? Is that a real?
19: Yes, it's really sad. He dies in a motor accident.
9: Motor- oh, yeah. let's. Okay, well, let's have a, a morning of de- of dying music. Right. Tell Laura I love her. Tell Laura. That's about a man dying in a car crash. Tell Laura he, still I sing. need her. Yeah, he, he could still sing. He could sing quite quite powerfully as well. All things considered. Mm. Can we do that tomorrow? No. What's in the papers?
18: Migrants sent sent to flood in, says the Daily Express. They would. Hundreds in French camp are preparing to get into Britain. They know about their intentions. Daily Mail, Dave, a flirty Dane. Flirty? What? Just because she's attractive. And a selfie that left Mrs Obama very unamused. She's just not joining in the
9: selfie. There is another picture inside of one of the papers um, where she does look... She's giving... um, not Eric Obama, Barack Obama. <laughs>
14: Who's she, Eric Obama? I
9: don't know. She's <laughs> less successful cousin. She's giving Barack Obama a dirt look, 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 because he's he is flirting with the hot Dane prime minister. Why can't we have a hot Danish prime minister?
18: Because we're not Danish.
9: Okay, why can't we have a hot Prime Minister, male or female? I'd be up for either, just a good-looking... Anyway, we we are talking about this this morning, 08459 455 555. Selfies at inappropriate places, and also, um, uh, well, we got talking to John in Luton, didn't we, about funerals. He thinks it's inappropriate. Actually, he thinks... I think it's disgusting. Yeah, to go to uh, kind of the wake... After yeah. the funeral and Whereas celebrate.
18: I actually find it the most comforting part of a funeral. Strangely
9: comforting. Yeah. My dad's funeral this year, and I didn't want to stick around at all. I did, and it was really nice, because lots of people came up to me and told me great stories about my dad that I'd never heard before. Wonderful. Uh, Emrys, Hello? Emrys is in Ellsbury. Morning, Emris. Morning. What, what would you like to say? Uh,
8: I just sort of want to touch on the, the whole funeral thing. Yeah, go on. And um, uh, in my personal opinion... When I go back to the wake, it's more of a celebration of the person's life. And to be honest, I mean, at my, you know, it will happen one day at mine, I'm hoping that, you know, everyone will have a good time, drink and, you know, share stories about myself and everything like that. And I'm just hoping that, you know, it really doesn't take what what John said to heart.
18: It's a very Victorian idea, don't you think, that everyone sits around in black and then goes home and, and carries on sitting around in black in silence on the room with the curtains closed? I think that's more what John had in mind.
8: Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't really agree with that, to be fair. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want people to go away, you know, incredibly depressed. I mean, you have the initial service and, you know, you expect everybody to be sad and this, that and the other for it, but when you go back to the reception, like I said, I mean, it's more of a celebration of the person. And, uh, the reception is
9: the yeah, the funeral bit itself is 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 kind of very teary and maudlin and uh, all of those things, and that's and that's wonderful in itself because you you know, we need to cry if that's what we need to do. But then the, the, the ceremony after the wake afterwards is life affirming, isn't mm. it? And you celebrate life, you celebrate that person's life, you celebrate the life of other people that are there with you.
18: Also, you hear stories you might not have heard before. You see people yep. you don't see enough of, generally, there's always that conversation, isn't there? Why don't we see each other more? Yep. And actually what you do is you see that person's life through different people's eyes and that surely is the point of life isn't it
9: i think john has got this but taking a selfie emrys at a funeral or, or at the wake afterwards is that is that appropriate uh
8: yeah well this is the thing um what i want to know is more of what what sort of time was it you know was it beforehand was it after but even so it was a bit you know you sort of have to think about these things when you do but um, it is quite nice to see in a way, I know it's quite horrible to say that, but it's quite nice to see in a way because, you know, you always see David Cameron, you know, all, all serious and all this, that and the other, every time you see him. And to see him taking a selfie with Barack Obama and, you know, the finish one, um, it's, it's quite nice to see in a way, like, you know, putting aside the whole moral, morality of it, it's, uh, yeah it's You think quite it's
9: quite nice, Emrys. Nice. Thank you very much. 08459 455555. I think Catherine. the general feeling was
18: one of celebration as well as that yep. thing. It was quite a yep. light-hearted, joyful occasion.
9: But the president of the United States, the prime minister of Great Britain, and a hot uh, Danish lady behaving like fourteen-year-old, behaving like that. She's obviously doing it because I didn't even know D- Daneland had a prime minister. Mm. Okay, I know they've got some dramas. I didn't know they had a prime minister and a dark sense of humor. She's going to be going around cabinet. Um, saying, look, oh, look at this! I go to pray picture of Obama, and I go picture of this David Cameron guy. He's really great, yeah. She'll be doing Are you that. You doing a voice? No. Oh. And David Cameron will also be going. Oh, can you send us a copy of that, please? Can you? Uh, here's my Twitter handle. Send it over. She's
18: already WhatsApped it.
9: Yeah, exactly. Whatever that means. So I just think it's it's inappropriate there for them world leaders. But
18: wakes thumbs up.
9: Thumbs up fun awards at wakes. Yeah.
18: I lost a friend about ten years ago and she had cancer and she'd planned her funeral in the wake afterwards and she planned the playlist and they oh. played i will survive
4: oh everyone
18: kind of looked at each other and then sort of went oh well that's her
9: okay yes yes was she a transvestite no she
18: oh, was, she was just, just someone who had, oh, right it was a bit uh, had a funny a sense, sense of humor, humor.
9: exactly uh, you've got 30 seconds to pick something else, Catherine There is Ball. nothing else. Hang on. Oh. We,
18: we have a quick look. Mm-hmm. Crowds hail Mandela, but very his successor. Dun- oh, yeah, Z- Zumba got a bit of it. Is Dun- it called Zumba? Zumba?
9: No, Zumba's the, uh, the, dance, the dance, fitness Christ. dancing. <laughs> you wouldn't do that. That's, that's the next best thing since Pilates.
18: I don't know. Mine's still in its wrapper. I bought one just after I... Is um, it a thing?
9: I thought it was like the Al-Qaeda. It was like a concept more than an actual thing.
18: No, you can get... A, I had a game for my Wii. I know you frown on Wiis because you don't think it's a proper games console. And indeed, it probably isn't. But... Mm-hmm. I um, bought one for just after I had my second baby, but it's still in the wrapper, so it worked a treat. Do
9: you want me to show you? Do you want me to show you something completely inappropriate for the radio? I'm going to no. show you. I'm going to show you something.
18: I don't want to see that. Oh.
9: you see, it's nice, isn't it?
18: Is he a little shepherd?
9: Yes, <laughs> that's what I've dressed him up as. Travel
10: news for beds, cards, and bugs.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio extremely foggy out there on the cameras, so your journeys will take longer this morning. The M1 southbound already looking slow on the speed sensors between 10 for Luton Airport and 8 for Hemel hempstead a A1M southbound really slow between the Stevenage Junctions 8 and 7. And in Bricketwood, the north orbital looking heavy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Alice, thank you very much. Sorry, I was just showing pictures of my children to the team here. I hope you don't mind. What? You do? I'm sorry. 8459 455 555 if you want to give us a call about funerals. But right now it's 6.46. It's Wednesday the 11th of December. I'm Ian Lee and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The parents of a man who disappeared from his Stevenage home 11 years ago have asked police to help with their search. 49-year-old Paul Francis Martin went missing in 2002 and has not been seen by his family since. David Cameron will announce today that the government is to double the funding for research into dementia in the UK by 2025. Pharmaceutical company GlaxoSmithKline has announced £200 million of investment at its UK plants. In sports, Stevenage are out of the Football League trophy after losing their Southern Area semi on penalties at Swindon. You can give us a call about funerals. Is it appropriate to take selfies there? And also we heard from John in Luton who thinks it's it's shocking, it's disgusting to go to the wake afterwards and celebrate 08459 455 555 right now let's get the weather here's kate kinsella beds
23: hearts and bucks weather
9: bbc three counties radio
23: and murky start to the day now for some of us the temperature just snuck below zero so one or two of us scraping ice from our windscreens this morning but it seems the majority are hovering just above zero, so frost-free. It's the fog we're concerned about. The Met Office has issued a weather warning for the dense fog. It is fairly dense, and the the, the visibility has been reduced considerably, so really extra care needed if you are heading out about this morning. Now, this fog is quite stubborn as well. It's going to take its time to lift even when the sun rises, but it will eventually, and after which it's an improving picture. Some blue sky and sunshine expected for the afternoon. Maximum temperature likely to get up to around 8 or 9 Celsius. Overnight dry and clear, one or two mist and fog patches again, not quite as widespread or as dense as the night we've just had, but still foggy nonetheless. and one or two areas may get a touch of frost again. Minimum temperature widespread around one Celsius. So a misty start tomorrow, some sunny spells, but the cloud really starts to reintroduce itself from tomorrow onwards, and we could get a spot or two of rain as we head into Friday. And that's your forecast.
5: Every weekday from 12 Nick Coffer brings you
24: Going from the saint to to Bond was rather like a diamond being put into a much more expensive
25: intricate setting
23: I believe women have affairs because they seek love and affirmation so you know my marriage went wrong and I had an affair but I would not have done that had I not been unhappy I think
20: I left
0: school wanting to be a magician but my mother wouldn't let me because my auntie Maureen was in show business and she was a naughty lady
5: Nick Coffer, weekdays from from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Robbie's in Cambridge. Good morning, Robbie. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. What would you like to say about funerals? Yeah, just just a couple of
24: things before that. First of all, I thought your impression of the Japanese Prime Minister was amazing.
9: It wasn't Japanese, um, it was Danish! my okay, Danish sorry.
24: accent! Sorry, my mistake. Flipping my heck. Mistake. Um, uh, yeah, secondly, um, also I, I called a few weeks ago, and I think we, we, we left it on a, on a bad note a few oh. weeks ago. I, I told oh. the story about the baboon. I just want to apologise on how that ended. What, how did I don't the, know if you remember. I don't remember it. Oh, yes, yeah, do. Yes, OK. Yeah.
9: Yeah. So, so, yeah. Thank um, you. Yes. Anyway. Yes, moving swiftly on.
24: Yeah, move, moving very swiftly on. Um, I did my work experience at a funeral directors.
9: <laughs> so, I don't know why I'm laughing at that. How old were you?
24: I was 16. Wow. What was that yeah. like? It was amazing. It was really good fun. Tell me why. I did, I did two weeks. And it was just, it was entirely different to anything else that anyone ever anyone else in my class was doing, um, and it was just great fun. Like it was, it sounds really sombre, um, but it was brilliant. I mean, I was I, w- I was written on the form because my dad, the minister and he kind of sorted it all out for me. Yeah. But um, I was told I wasn't allowed to see any kind of dead people. Oh. Um, but then kind of within the first 20 minutes, oh, there's one. And then 20 minutes later, oh, there's another one. Yeah, they, they do deal with a little, lot of dead people, uh, don't another they? One. Yeah, and it was, it was actually just really interesting. We went to a lot of wakes. We went to a lot of funerals. Um, I actually took, this was kind of 16, so I'm like 25 now. Nine years ago, before selfies became popular, um, I had a camera with me. I was told to take pictures, not of the dead people, but of things that I did. So at a funeral, I thought it would be good to take a picture of myself wearing my suit, because oh. I had to wear a suit. Yeah. Um, so I was standing by the car, and it was only once I got them developed that I realised I'd, I'd inadvertently taken a picture of someone's funeral in the background. <laughs> um, you you invented the
9: funeral selfie, Robbie. I certainly did. I'm not getting credited for it. No, you, well, I, I, if I were you, I would, I would deny not to have that credit. Uh, have you still got that photograph? Yeah, I think I do, somewhere. Dig it out, send um, it to us. I will, I will, as long as you credit me uh, you, you will get the credit I think that we need to be more um, uh, open about death 16, But 16 sounds a great age because hey, look, guess what we're all going to die and, and, and being to t- going to two funerals this year and turning 40 it's really, uh, it hit me that actually, oh god, I'm going to die at some point let's make hay while the sun shines but I, I, I think there's too much fear and, um, uh, well, fear around death and what's going to happen
24: Absolutely. I mean, everyone knows you're going to die, so you might as well embrace it and do something good while you're still here.
9: Robbie, thanks, thank you for not mentioning uh, Monkey's Clackers again. No, I won't. I promise not to. Excellent stuff. 08459 455 555.
16: Loving you, is the right-
9: To funerals and wakes. Helen in Milton Keynes has texted in 81333, starting a text 3CR. My grandfather left two cases of whiskey for the wake after his funeral, as he wanted his family, friends and World War II army comrades to share a drink and talk about the times they'd shared, good or bad. The only trouble was caused by my Irish cousins who got drunk and had a, uh, a fight and spent the night in the police cells. Oh, on the way to the funerals before they even got the the booze. And arrived as we were leaving the church. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call about that or anything else.
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
9: This is Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: They seem to be popping up everywhere these days and now we have another school converting to academy status. Dallow Primary School in Luton is the latest to follow the trend, having joined the Chiltern Learning Trust along with two other schools. Linda Nouch is the is Dallow's deputy head. Good morning, Linda. Good morning. What will this move mean for the children at Dallow Primary?
26: I think it gives us a real opportunity to be working with um, strong other schools and uh, hopefully to make sure that the children achieve their very best uh, at at the end of their journey with us as they go on to high school
9: What are the benefits of being an academy school?
26: I think it's the partnership working that we will have. We'll be able to use the expertise across all three schools. Um, We're obviously the primary partner. We'll be working with two really strong um, high school partners and be able to share expertise and good practice across all three
9: schools. Now, among other things, academy schools have been criticised as being a waste of money and selective. What would you say to those critics?
26: No, we was certainly not selective. We still follow the local authority um, admissions policy, so we're open to everybody, uh, as we would have been before we became an academy. Uh, and I certainly don't think that it's a waste of money. It gives us a real opportunity to use our money to really focus on raising standards in school and for the children. And when does
9: it happen, Linda? Does it happen now? What's the process?
26: We're already academy. We officially became an academy on the 1st of December. We had a letter from Mr Gove. Um, and uh, so the process has happened. And we're now in the process of, um, uh, you know, are our rebranding and uh, making sure that everybody's aware that we are an academy um but on a day-to-day basis we carry on as normal just as we were on the uh, in november and and before that and um hopefully uh, things will continue to rapidly improve for us
9: and of course dallow primary school has, uh, has been going for over a century hasn't it
26: yes yes 115 years this um uh, October just gone. Yes, it happened wow. in October 1898. I think it was.
9: I, I, I won't question the maths. I, I, I'll assume that's right at this time <laughs> in the it's morning. About right? Yes, this so, time in c- the morning. <laughs> Close enough. And what does this this move mean for education in Luton as a whole?
26: Um, I think it just strengthens the partnership working that exists across Luton. Luton um, has a real strength of schools working together um, uh, in small groups, in partnerships, in neighbourhoods, and it just reinforces that kind of partnership working that exists already across the town.
9: And have you got a nativity or a Christmas play on?
26: We have this morning, yes. Oh, Our Year One children are taking fantastic. part in a, a special nativity assembly for parents this morning.
9: Oh, I, I had mine last week. Well, not mine, <laughs> obviously, my, my boys. And it's wonderful. I yes, don't know that yes. Catherine had one yesterday. It's, isn't it the best yes, thing? it's
26: the best time of the year. We're really looking forward to seeing all the parents here this morning and for the children to perform. And uh, and it's a certainly a very festive time in school, Yeah.
9: Well, I hope it goes very well. And uh, have a great Christmas, Linda. Thank you very much indeed. Linda uh, Nouch is Dallow's Dallas, head. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number the front pages are plastered with pictures of uh, barack obama david cameron and the danish prime minister i don't know her name taking a selfie at nelson mandela's memorial service it's slightly different from a funeral but is it completely inappropriate facebook.com forward slash bbc 3cr or give me a call 08459 455 555 let's get the travel news now here's alice <laughs> Travel news for
10: beds, hards and bugs.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio struggling on the major routes this morning which probably isn't helped by the foggy conditions out there. The A1M southbound really struggling between the Stevenage Junctions 8 and 7 and the M1 southbound is slow between 10 for Luton Airport and 8 for Hemel Hempstead. The M25 anti-clockwise looking slow between 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford, also between 16 for the M40 and 15 for the M4. And in Bricketwood the North Orbital Heavy at the M25-21A roundabout. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Thank you, Alice. Well, the question as to whether it's inappropriate to take uh, a selfie at a memorial service is, is now going one step beyond. Is it inappropriate for us to take a selfie while we're talking about a selfie at a memorial service? I just don't know.
5: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
10: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 7 o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley The headlines search for missing Stevenage man last seen 11 years ago Investment boost for Hertfordshire Company as government doubles dementia funding and calls to improve disabled access at Bedfordshire Railway Station
5: BBC Three Counties Radio The
0: parents of a man who disappeared from his Stevenage home 11 years ago have asked police to help with their search 49-year-old Paul Francis Martin, also known as Spike, went missing in 2002 and has not been seen by his family since. More from Gail. Sanderson
17: Officers from Hertfordshire Police say Paul's parents contacted them and asked for help to know he was safe. They say he may be in Torquay in Devon, where it's thought he was working as a builder. They want to stress he isn't in any trouble with the police, but his family just want to know he's all right. He's described as white, about six foot tall, with several tattoos, including a rose on his knee and a Chinese dragon.
0: David Cameron will announce today that the government is to double the funding for research into Dementia in the UK by 2025. Pharmaceutical company GlaxoSmithKline has announced £200 million of investment at its UK plants, including Ware in Hertfordshire. But the Alzheimer's Society says the government's announcement doesn't go far enough. Jeremy Hughes is the society's chief executive.
27: I think there's more that can be done. If you're taking a world leadership position in calling all the G8 countries together for a summit as they have done today, surely the government can go further than a doubling of what is a very small amount of money for dementia research in the UK.
0: The trial continues today of the man accused of killing another man outside the Asda store in Biggleswade in a row over a disabled parking space. The prosecution has described it as a violent, unprovoked attack which led to the death of 64 year old Brian Holmes. An injured woman had to be cut free by firefighters after a two car collision in Aylesbury yesterday evening. The emergency services were called to Elmhurst Road just after 6.30. Disabled people living near Biggleswade railway station are campaigning for improvements. They want escalators installed and staff to be available in the afternoons between two and four so they can board trains. John and Will have told Three Counties Radio about the problems they encounter.
3: I'm not very quick on stairs, but sometimes those trains are a bit too high, I just can't get on it.
2: You struggle, so a blind person like me has to try and get their travel arranged before they're not manning the station. There are the self-service machines, but they don't talk, so a blind person can't even get their own
0: ticket. The government spending watchdog has found that free schools are costing twice as much as originally estimated. The National Audit Office also says there have been no applications to open primary free schools in many areas where places are badly needed. In sports, Stevenage are out of the Football League trophy after losing their Southern Area semi-final on penalties at Swindon. It was one all after 90 minutes. In the Champions League, Manchester City were 3-2 winners at Bayern Munich. Manchester United beat Shakhtar Donetsk 1-0. The weather mist and fog slow to clear this morning with sunny spells this afternoon, a maximum temperature 9 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties
5: We're coming to towns and villages all across our counties BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. Town the market, but then that's been here for years.
6: There's always somewhere to go and plenty of places to move.
5: All this week in Biggleswade. There's everything you want here, really. It's clean and nice and pleasant and quite cheerful. The big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs>
9: Good morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots coming up. I'll give out the contact details in a bit, although you've been very, very busy on the phones already. Well done, you. Top marks. Police have launched a fresh appeal for a Stevenage man who went missing 11 years ago. It's thought that Paul Martins may be living down south. Catching the train can be a nuisance, can't it? But imagine how difficult it must be if you're disabled. How is it, in the age of the government telling us all to get to work, some people can't even get into the railway station? And we're talking this morning about inappropriate behaviour at funerals. You'd think three of the most powerful heads of state, well, Barack Obama and David Cameron and some Danish woman, you'd think they wouldn't have bothered taking a selfie at the Nelson Mandela memorial yesterday. Yet they did. Is it inappropriate? John in Luton suggested it was inappropriate to celebrate someone's life at the wake. What do you think? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Send me a text, 81333. Start your text 3CR or give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds,
5: hearts and bucks.
10: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Morning, Joyce. Good morning, Ian. Always lovely to hear your voice, Joyce. Oh, nice of you to say that. That's true. What what would you like to say today?
4: When my lovely mum passed away or died... um, My grandson, who was 17, stroke 18 at the time, uh, we all love Mum dearly, as you do, your family, and your dad, etc. I'm sorry about that. Thank you. And the thing being, we were in the church, and um, he got up, he'd had a word with the vicar and whatever, and spoke about it before, obviously. Yes. And uh, he and his friend, his friend was a bit of a musician as well, and uh, Oliver... He sang in front of the church at the altar, the Welsh national anthem oh. and I mean, Mum was Welsh, he's not Welsh, oh he can't even speak Welsh, and we said afterwards it was so touched everybody mm. and um and he we, sang it in Welsh obviously yes yeah, he did wow, and we said how did you how did you learn that, Oliver? because you you don't do Welsh, does everything else except Welsh, mm. and he said, Nan... My friend and I, I forget his name now at the minute, we used to listen to the Welsh rugby songs.
9: <laughs> ah, so he picked it up from that. <laughs>
4: he did. And it was so lovely. Good uh, for him. Yes, it was. It was It was a lovely wake, and uh, that's the way she loved it. What do you think
9: uh, about... What do you think the mood should be like at the wake, after the service?
4: Well, it was, I'll tell you what happened at Mum, shall I? And it, everybody loved it. Mm. My... My grandson, the other one, the eldest grandson, he did... Some pic- took some pictures of what's, what's Gregory doing, what's What's happening and he took some lovely pictures of mum through her life yep. young, middle age when we were little, you know different things he picked out and he actually put it on a screen ah. and it was so beautiful we couldn't get the people out of that particular room Oh you know?
9: <laughs> fantastic
4: <laughs> It was It was huge, it was quite huge, yeah, and he put it on the wall and uh, he got the people to help him, the electricians and all this and it was lovely seeing her past and you know how happy she made us all and it portrayed what we would like them to be like when they grew up.
9: Joyce wonderful thank you very much for that 08459 five nine four I'm remembering when I spoke at my dad's funeral I got I got there were a few laughs i tell you why I had this great picture of my dad um, which nobody else had seen. I was the only person that had had seen this photograph, and I knew that. And I, I kind of did the, you know, the stuff. And I said, "By the way, this is for I go. I'm going to show you a picture. This is how I like to remember Dad." And I turned it round, and for some reason, it's him dressed as a um, as a, a, a sergeant in the police force, looking all formal. He wasn't in the police force in the slightest. He had nothing to do with the police. But for some job he had, he had to dress up as a sergeant in the police force. And the laugh it got, and that was the picture that was on was on display at the, afterwards. And isn't it a huge relief yep. and release when you can? Yep. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The sound of laughter in a funeral, it's a very odd thing, and there's kind of a, oh, is this appropriate? But... It is, of course, because you're celebrating. You're not there to, 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 to celebrate the death. You're celebrating the life.
18: My dad is the go-to man for a, for a eulogy in yeah. our family because it's usually on the other side of the family. So he's got that little level of distance. Yeah. And he's also great at telling a story. And I, I kind of... Is it wrong? I look forward to that part because yeah. the rest of it could be a one-size-fits-all funeral. If yeah. they're just reading you know, a religious ceremony, for example, it mm. feels like the person reading it often does not know them. You just get a little piece of them, a little snapshot yeah. of them, and they're alive for that moment. It's yeah. great.
9: Oh, I miss my dad. Oh, 8459 five, 555. Five, five, five. Ophelia's in Luton. Good morning, Ophelia. Good morning. I'm, I'm, I'm go- I might well up a, li- a little bit. I'm missing my dad now, all this talk about him. But never mind, let's soldier on. What would you like to say?
1: I was just going to say that um, I heard um, your, what you said about a caller saying that it's a bit rude or it's not appropriate to celebrate.
9: That was John in Luton, yes. Right.
1: But f- in the Caribbean and African communities... Um, a death is a celebration because it's like you know when you're born you have to die. So at the birth someone celebrates, at the death someone celebrates, and you celebrate that the person came, the life that they live, and especially um, at funerals I attend, you bring tambourines, you dance, wow. you sing, wow. you know, and, and you remember everything that that person's added to that person's life. And I think it's important when people are going to be grieving that they feel that sense that they can recover because, um, you know, that they just don't think it's a total loss. It's not always the same in every case, because it's horrible if you had a child that died. Yep. And, and oh, there's, really... nothing,
9: there's nothing sadder than a child-sized coffin, is there? Yeah. It, it is just the most heartbreaking thing in the world, I think.
1: So everyone that comes is expected to sort of cheer the family cheer the loved ones. Yeah. It's a dance and celebration time from the start to the end, and it's, qu- it's quite good because you meet a lot of people. New friendships are born from the death. It's really great.
9: What do you think about this, this selfie that's been taken? It's slightly different because it's, it's at a memorial, but still, for, for heads of state like Obama and Cameron to do a selfie at the Nelson Mandela memorial, is, is that appropriate, do you think? You know, it's weird about... I'm not... It, it, because of the relationship,
1: I thought maybe they shouldn't have, but that was a once-in-a-lifetime moment, and I understand why they do it. I really do. It's, it's, a, it's for their historic. That's I, what comes in their autobiographies, yeah. and for their history. That's a part of their there, history.
9: I, I, there were quite a few press, though, th- there. I'd imagine that there were, there were some photographs of them taken there already. It just, it, it just seems a little bit odd, and I can't quite, Ophelia, maybe if you're listening to this, you can help me, I can't quite work out why it makes me feel uncomfortable... But it does a little bit. It does. I think because of who they
1: are, yeah. it shouldn't have been done. If it was a personal family funeral, I think it's
9: a bit different.
28: Mm.
1: But I think, you know, the heads of state going to somebody else's, you know, head of state in a way, mm. um, funeral, it should have been a bit more professional and representative of who they are, who they came for, the yeah. country.
9: Ophelia, yeah. I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. Fascinating. 08459 four double five five double five. This selfie with Obama and uh, uh, Cameron, and it's the Danish Prime Minister, Heli Thorning-Schmidt. It's obviously her phone. She's instigated it. You can tell why she wants it. But it makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable, and I can't work out why. We're talking about celebrating someone's life, but this seems a little bit more... I think I've got it. This seems a little bit more self-indulgent. This isn't about celebrating the life. This is about them taking a picture of themselves, isn't it?
18: It's a bit more woo-hoo, check us out.
9: Yeah, that's what it is.
18: And they're all, what, knocking 50, aren't they? Yeah. Not
9: really appropriate behaviour. Uh, Not think, statesman-like. I think that's it. They are statesmen and women. Uh, and to be doing... They're making the event, they're making that moment of the event, at least, about themselves instead of about celebrating the life... ...of Nelson Mandela, which is what yesterday was supposedly for. I think that's why it makes me feel uncomfortable. Am I right to feel uncomfortable about it? 08459 oh, four double five five double five, five. It's interesting. This, 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 what, what was going to be a, a, a very narrow chat about um, three heads of state... Taking, ...taking a selfie at a memorial service... ...has opened up into a fascinating conversation about your attitudes to funerals and, to a certain extent, to death. And I think it's good to have these conversations because people don't talk about death. People don't talk about what's going to happen to them when they die and what's going to happen to others around them. And having been to uh, two funerals this year uh, and turning 40, I think those are three significant factors this year that have happened to me. It's made me aware of my mortality. I was talking to a friend about this who's a bit older than me, uh, and he says it's quite common for men particularly, but often women, when they turn 40, 42, 43, something like that, to, to really question their mortality. I guess that, that could be the reason for the midlife crisis. But then they get over it. They kind of embrace the fact that, that life isn't uh, uh, finite, finite and that it's going to end at some point. 08459 455 555. Linda has texted him, taking selfies at the funeral service would be off, but this wasn't the funeral, although it's a bit of a juvenile thing to do. Would you say the South Africans were inappropriate booing President Zuma at the end? Well, would I say they're inappropriate? I thought it was inappropriate at Margaret Thatcher's funeral to... uh, Remember there were protesters who turned their back on the funeral procession. I thought that was inappropriate. Was it inappropriate for South Africans to boo President Zuma? It, it gets so tricky, and you're right to point out, Linda, that this isn't the funeral service. This is, this is uh, the memorial service, which is a slightly different thing. I don't know. I need your help on this one, please, dear listener. I need you to clear up a few things for me, because I don't talk about death and funerals as much as I should. Why don't we have this as a module in school? Seriously. Death and funerals should be a module in school, shouldn't it? It's, go- it's the only thing you can guarantee is going to happen to you. Now, Kelly Bates is laughing now, but Catherine, it makes sense, doesn't it? I
18: think so. I was kept away from funerals all the way through, I yep. think, really, until oh, the last six, seven years. And it's a, sh- it's a shock, and I was worried about it. And yep. actually, I didn't realise what a comfort it can be.
9: Kelly, you, yeah, you laugh when I suggested this be a module. Why? Tell me why.
19: Because it will put bit unnecessary fear in children that they might not do you think? need. I think they're frightened if you don't talk about it. If there's a module in it and you're constantly learning that module for however long... Do you mean... How, are you talking about... A term. Like a term. Maybe for a
9: term. Once a week for a term. An hour for a, a week for a term.
19: I would have hated to have learned that. That term would have been my worst. No, you'd really? have loved it. Yeah. I, reckon the, I reckon the kids...
18: They have a morbid fascination.
9: Do you, you think it would make people more fear, uh, more afraid? You, yeah, Gary? I do. Okay, it's interesting. I don't know. I think I'm, I, in my head, it would it would uh, remove the fear to a certain extent. five five four double five five double five. Should we be teaching death and funerals in schools? Oh, this is good. This morning, this is opening right out, isn't it? And should we um, encourage people to take children to funerals? Yeah. Oh eight four five nine. Thank you, Catherine. four59 four four five nine four double five five double five seven sixteen. Let's get the travel. <laughs>
13: M1 southbound. Very heavy between 12 for Flittick and 8 for Hemel Hempstead now. This hasn't been helped by the foggy conditions out there. The M25 anti-clockwise queuing now between 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. Also between 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4. is queuing. A1M southbound. Really slow between the Stevenage junctions 8 and 7. Also between 3 for St Albans and 2 for Wellham Green. On public transport, Southern and London Midlands has delays of up to 20 minutes between Milton Keynes and London I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Thank you very much, Alice. 7.17 or thereabouts. It's Wednesday the 11th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The parents of a man who disappeared from his Stevenage home 11 years ago have asked police to help with their search. 49-year-old Paul Francis Martin went missing in 2002 and has not been seen by his family since. David Cameron will announce today that the government is to double the funding for research into dementia in the UK by 2025. And in sport... Stevenage are out of the Football League trophy after losing their Southern Area semi on penalties at Swindon. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR or you can give me a call 0845... Sorry, I'm trying not to giggle because I've just been sent a very funny text. I can't read out. For a funny tweet. 08459 four double five five double five.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. Three Counties Radio's Big Tour. Coming to towns and villages across beds, hearts, and bucks as we bring you the Three Counties like never before. It's a huge trip celebrating all that's amazing about where we
12: live. The little town, there's more or less everything you can get.
5: All this week in Biggleswade. It's a
25: small market town. It's
12: clean and
5: nice and pleasant and quite cheerful. If you've got a story everyone should know about, let us tell everybody about it. Send us an email to 3 3CR At bbc.co.uk. Thank you, please. you things to do.
29: From flower decorating to history society. The
5: big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. There is everything here in Biggleswade. All this week in Biggleswade. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's interesting how a show develops.
9: I've just been told something in my ear that I can't tell you and I can't even allude to what it might be, Okay, But if it's true... Isn't it amazing how a show can develop? I'm hoping that we can say something later on in the show, but I, I don't want to... Uh, if, if we don't, then that's fine. But something th- quite exciting has possibly just happened. It's a funny old world, isn't it? 08459 four double five five double five. Keep listening. If we can tell you, we will. If we can't, just trust me that maybe something good has happened somewhere uh, in the world. Uh, Steve's in St Albans. Morning, Steve. You, mate, right? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Steve, what would you like to say? Um,
30: we went to a funeral years ago, yeah. and it kicked off before even the funeral started. The two sisters started fighting in front of the vicar. Oh. And then after the funeral, um, all the families started fighting. The two sisters' families started fighting, and the just turned up and that, taking some of away. And to top it all, they was all fighting about the money for the house he had sold the house off and spent all the money and left him about a
9: grand apiece. Oh, blimey. So what yeah. were the... If the money had gone... They didn't know nothing about it. Oh, right. Oh, so they, they, didn't, they didn't know the money had gone? No, they didn't oh. know
30: nothing about it. All the house was sold off and that, and he was just living in there on the conditions, you know, the people had the house when, it, when he died.
9: Part of me thinks good for him.
30: It was it was it was good, it was good laugh. I, <laughs> got in the I, I couldn't stop laughing, <laughs> you know. And and the language, well, it's worse than Irish navvies. Oh, really? Yeah, and they were fighting at bad, the
9: fighting at the service.
30: Yeah, before the funeral started.
9: That's incredible.
30: And then when the funeral, you know, the coffin had been taken out, they started outside the church again. Then. Wow. It was it was it should have been filmed, y'all, because that's three hundred and fifty quid for that.
9: Steve, thank you very much indeed. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five inappropriate behaviour at funerals Now, as part of uh, the Big Talk, we're in Biggleswade this week, covering the stories that matter to you and we've been told by various people that if you're disabled you might as well forget trying to use the town's railway station Our reporter Matt Lockwood
6: went to meet Joanne Johnston there Nobody around, we can't see anybody in the ticket office The doors are all padlocked So if you are disabled, it's very difficult
3: I need some support on that at the moment
6: If I wasn't here today, there's nobody around who can help you.
3: No, there isn't. Hopefully we need some escalators or something.
6: Okay, because we're looking at the steps now. They're quite steep, aren't they? Yes, we've got one here, one here. So two flights of steps onto the platforms.
3: I'm not very quick on stairs. And other people as well I'm trying to help.
6: If I helped you down those stairs, I wouldn't feel...
3: Safe with you, I, I, actually. I will fall and hurt my right knee. I haven't got a very good knee at the moment. But sometimes those trains are a bit too high. I just can't get on it.
6: So once you've struggled down the steps and you have great difficulty, yes, I do. Trying to get onto the trains is another story as well.
9: Well, that was Matt Lockwood there with Joanne Johnston. Uh, we can speak now to Ed Costello. He's a wheelchair user from uh, Luton. Good morning, Ed. Good morning. Now this isn't just about Biggleswade, is it?
31: No, it certainly isn't. There's quite a few stations that uh, are not accessible. Um, for instance, uh, Lee Grove Station, um, that, that that certainly can't be used by wheelchair users. So how do
9: you get around then?
31: Um, I have to um, go to um, a station called Parkway, uh, which is about, I suppose, five, six miles away. So I need to get a taxi to oh. uh, to get there. And
9: how does that make you feel, Ed? Do you feel excluded? Do you feel less than? What does it do for you?
31: Yes, it does. It makes you feel um, sorry, a bit second class, I suppose. Um, it makes you feel, well, you just think to yourself, um, should I Should I really bother going to London? Um, you know, if I want to do Christmas shopping or uh, go to the London Eye, um, I've got to think about... How do I get there, you know? Um, the thing as
9: well about London is there are only about half a dozen tube stations that have got uh, wheelchair access.
31: That, that, that's it. I mean, I mean, at least um, the, the bus buses and that are quite good in London, but yep. uh, it, it's the fact that, you know, if I, if I wanted to sort of... If I needed to go to London now, I've got to work a route. Um, you know, I can't go to League Road Station, which is just down the road from me. Um, I've got to go all the way to Parkway. I've also got to make sure that, uh, you know, the the accessibility is there so somebody can help me get on the train, Mm. uh, help me get off the train, which is quite, um, you know, demeaning, really.
9: And so how do you do that? Do do you have to ring in advance to get help, or do you have to just hope that someone on the train will will help you?
31: I mean, uh, the the last time I used the train was sort of uh, last year in the Olympics, which was quite good, um, compared to what it used to be. Um, I used to work in uh, Bedford. Um, so for me to go, go to uh, to work, I used to get up about an hour before. I used to have to um, arrange it about a week before. So I had to phone up the railway station a week before and uh, say, you know, I'm coming at this time of the day. I'm taking this train. Um, I didn't have to get a taxi to, to the station. So if, if, if there was traffic mm. and I was late for that uh say, for half past seven train. Um, I had to then, hopefully, um, there would be somebody at the station that would, would still be there to, to help.
9: What would you like to see done, Ed? Because I would imagine that, it, 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 that at some of these smaller stations it would be impossible to, to adapt them.
31: Um, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> sure, there must be some something these days. I mean, it's like with the buses. Um, you've got these raised curbs so when the bus stops um you know you can if you like drive onto it uh from your wheelchair without having to you know have assistance and so on i mean i don't know if not something like that could be done at the station um maybe look at more lifts um or um, i know one of the luton i think i think it's the, the luton station um You had somebody there all the time, um, and what they did was they had a walkthrough. Obviously, they made sure that the trains were were not coming, (laughs) Um, but you could go across the the tracks to to the um, train line that you needed. Ed,
9: I appreciate you speaking to you this morning. Thank you very much indeed. There's Ed Costello; he's a wheelchair user from Luton. Well, we'll be speaking to First Capital Connect later on in the show. We'll put Ed and Joanne's concerns to them, uh, and if you want to uh, put forward your concerns, if you are a wheelchair user or or a a friend or a relative has some sort of disability, do give us a call. Oh eight (laughs) four five nine four double five five double five. On FM, AM, online
10: and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Norbert's in South Mims. Morning, Norbert. Good morning, sir. Norbert, what would you like to say?
28: Um, About the Nelson Mandela Memorial. Yes. Yesterday, uh, something happened which is the most peculiar I ever heard or seen in my life. Go on. Um, As the celebration was... On its way, the spokesman uh, thanked two uh, persons for participating in the memorial, and actually none of them were present.
9: Well, so, so, Sorry, what, the, what, the, the person up on stage yep. thanked two people, but they weren't actually there?
28: Correct. Who, d- who did he thank? Um, this is two main um, politicians oh. of a uh, particular country, whom uh, the secret service of this country considers Nelson mm-hmm. Mandela as a terrorist. Oh. Now, if you would like to hear the country name, I'm ready to say but
9: it. Did say, say the country's name, why not?
28: Yeah, it's I don't Israel. Think, I
9: don't think we can libel a country, can we? Can we libel, can we libel a country?
18: Well, let's find out. Let's
9: find out. What, who was it?
28: Uh, the country is called Israel. Israel,
9: okay. Yes, I've heard of that. I've been to Israel, yes. Uh, okay, so they th- he thanked Israel...
28: No, he thanked the Prime Minister and the President of Israel for being there. And they were not there for security reasons, because it cost too much for them to be present.
9: Okay, wow.
28: Obviously, it's understandable uh, that uh, this this high uh, personnel always needs protection all around. Yes, of course. And that cost uh, lots of money.
9: What did you think about the whole memorial service, Norbert? I, I, I've seen pictures of it. It, it, it didn't... Um, that There were huge sections of the stadium that were empty. The bits I heard on the radio, it sounded a bit uh, shambolic, but do you think it's... It, well, it, do you think it's what he would have wanted?
28: Certainly not. What would he have wanted? Well, uh, that would be him to ask, but it's too late for that, I guess.
9: Yes, he, he died, didn't he?
28: Yeah, I uh, just think... um Politicians, as usual, as usual, they take every opportunity to do some little self-celebration
32: mm.
28: or self-promotion. And using a, a memorial for, for anyone, not only Nelson, as men- men- anyone, uh, is just disgusting, purely disgusting.
9: Norbert, well, thank you very much indeed. Just been told that uh, Israel have just called up and they're not happy and they're going to be contacting uh, Laura, the boss, soon. So, ouch. Oh, dear. Oh eight four five nine four five, 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 five. let us do a couple of texts as well. Uh, my sister came to our father's funeral with her husband and her boyfriend. Wowzers. Sexy funeral. That was quite inappropriate for obvious reasons. I prefer to be anonymous. Well, I bet you do. What? Uh, Andrew out of Aylesbury. In New Orleans, you play a dirge on the way to the cemetery to mourn, but you play jazz on the way back. Yes, we've all seen Live and Let Die, the James Bond film that happens in there. Uh, and Paulo in Southampton. Southampton? Don't they have what would be the um, BBC local radio station there? Solent is that is that a thing? Well, well done. You've made the right choice, Paula. Uh, I agree. It wasn't appropriate behaviour for taking uh, for the taking a, a selfie of the three heads of states. They should have known better and had a bit of respect. Whether it's the actual funeral or a memorial service, it's very childish and just not right. 08459 oh, four double five five double five BBC Three Counties Radio. Nearly seven thirty. Let's get the travel news now with Alice. <laughs>
13: foggy conditions this morning, adding to the usual delays. The M1 southbound heavy between 12 for Flittick and 8 for Hemel Hempstead. And the M25 anti-clockwise is queuing between 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. Also struggling between 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4. On the A5 southbound, things are slow between the Kensworth Turn and the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne. And the A1M is slow southbound between the Stevenage Junctions 8 and 7. Public transport Southern and London Midland have delayed of up to 20 minutes possible between Milton Keynes and London stations. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio.
10: Across beds, hearts and
5: bugs.
13: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley the parents of a man who disappeared from his Stevenage home 11 years ago have asked police to help with their search 49 year old Paul Francis Martin went missing in 2002 and has not been seen by his family since David Cameron will announce today that the government is to double the funding for research into dementia in the UK by 2025 pharmaceutical company GlaxoSmithKline has also announced 200 million pounds of investment at its UK plants including Ware in Hertfordshire and the trial can Continues today of the man accused of killing another man outside the Asda store in Biggleswade in a row over a disabled parking space. The prosecution has described it as a violent, unprovoked attack which led to the death of 64-year-old Brian Holmes. Three Counties Sports. BBC
5: Three Counties Radio.
0: Steve Nidge are out of the Football League trophy after losing their Southern Area semi-final on penalties at Swindon. It was one all after 90 minutes with Bruno Andrade equalising for the borough late on. But Stevenage lost the shootout 3-1, missing three penalties. Here's manager Graham Westley.
20: I certainly wouldn't go away from the game um, feeling sorry for ourselves about the penalties. We didn't show enough ability under pressure. Um, their penalties hit the net with aplomb. Ours didn't. That's about courage and uh, that's about strong minds. So um, we won't hide from that. I don't think uh, you look at penalties and say, well, or, you know, bad luck. I think uh,
0: strong minds win penalty shootouts and uh, a better first-off performance would have won the game 1-0. In the Champions League, Manchester City were 3-2 winners at Bayern Munich. Manchester United beat Shakhtar Donetsk 1-0 to top their group. Both had already qualified for the knockout stages. James Milner scored the winner as City came from 2-0 down.
21: It was massive for us going forward in the competition because we're obviously going to get a tough draw in, in the next round. So we know we can come here and beat the reigning champions on their own patch and score three goals. So that's massive confidence and, and massive momentum um, for, for the next
0: round. Tonight Chelsea host Stoia Bucharest, needing a win to top the group Arsenal are away to Napoli where a draw would see them top their group Celtic who are already out are away to Barcelona. Conference leaders Cambridge are four points clear of second place Luton once again after a 3-0 home win over Macclesfield. Cambridge also still have one game in hand and in the Southern League Premier Division leaders Hemel Hempstead won 3-0 at Bedford Town second place Chesham beat Hungerford 1-0 BBC Three Counties News and The next full bulletin is at 8. Call 08459
5: 455 555.
9: BBC Three
10: Counties Radio.
9: Let's be having you. Morning, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Lots of phone calls this morning. Thank you very much indeed. On the subject of uh, disabled access to train stations... Jen of Houghton Regis, being temporarily disabled after a hip operation, I've had a few assisted journeys by train and it makes no sense that though Luton Station has a lift up to the ticket office, it stares all the way to the platforms. Do we slide down the banisters on crutches? We mentioned last week, didn't we? we we're asking whether disabled people perhaps have to accept that there are some places they cannot go to. But... You would imagine that that train stations would not be on that list if that list were indeed to exist. That train stations, trains that give wonderful mobility to so many people, should also be able to do that to people in wheelchairs. And also, on a lot of those trains, if you're in a wheelchair, you've got to sit by the loos, haven't you? You've got to sit in that stinky little corridor by the loos with people brushing past, trying to go to the loo, Or snuggle up next to some muppet that's got a bike. A bike on a train... Either ride there or d- d- don't. I have thought that through properly, but, y- you know, the point is valid almost. 08459 four double five five double five. on the subject of funerals. Lots of you having your say at- on Facebook. Dwayne says, why is it inappropriate behaviour to take a selfie at a funeral? I didn't know Mandela personally, but he seemed like someone who'd have fun. I wouldn't have thought he'd mind them taking a selfie. That's my view. Show respect at funerals, but I certainly wouldn't mind what I view as a harmless bit of fun if it was my funeral. I wouldn't want people to be solemn all through. You don't see people at weddings. Uh, cameras, uh, phones are out filming stuff, taking pictures. At christenings, cameras are out. Blah, 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 blah. You don't see that at funerals. You're, oh, quick, here, it come. Here, here, come, here come the pallbearers. Quick, get your camera out. Oh, doesn't he look nice holding that coffin on his shoulder? Doesn't he, look, doesn't he look regal? Doesn't he look dignified? You don't see that, do you? I wonder if that's maybe where we're going to go, if that's, if that's the next logical step in our um, obsession with recording everything we do. And we do, we take photographs and we video everything. Is filming and f- taking photographs of funerals the next step forward? It it seems like an obvious thing. Should we watch? Should we watch uh, Nana's funeral? Oh yeah, go on then. Why not? I bet they would do it in the states. Would be terrible. I don't know if it would you, be terrible. You
18: might actually find it really he- comforting. The thing if is, it was well, tastefully done. Can wedi- it be tastefully done?
9: Wedding videos. No one watches them. You watch a wedding video maybe once. My mum watches them. Really? Whose? Oh,
18: my, mine and my sister. They were more her wedding though. To be honest, she arranged them, so she's admiring her handiwork. I'm joking. Mm. She just enjoys to having wedding night, and she'll get all the DVDs out and whack them on. Mine's so old; it's on a video.
9: Would she have a funeral night? I don't think so. Uh, it's got a tweet here. Can you ask Boyle why she was kept away from funerals until six years ago? I thought she was about forty. You, I think what you meant was, and maybe this wasn't clear, um, she's a little I'm older than that. Not forty. A little bit older than that. Uh, you were kept away from funerals until the age of six.
18: No, well, no, it's not that at all. To be honest, close relatives of, of mine have died in the last six years. Right. Up to that point, I never went oh. to a funeral, really. Oh, you did? OK. I went to a couple of friends' funerals so- once, once I was in my 20s. Yeah. But during my teenage years, my mum always thought there, there were no place for children.
9: Wow. Well. Even as a teenager?
18: Yeah. What age, um, this, and actually, I found it really hard. But My granddad died when I was about 14, and I wasn't allowed to go to the 14's funeral.
9: acceptable to go to a funeral, I think. Well, I wasn't allowed to go. I'm trying to work out what the age is. What What, what is the correct... Again, you can help me on this, uh, listener. What is the correct, the, the correct age? To, what age is it appropriate for a child to go to a funeral?
18: Uh, well, I finally... F- Went to his gravesite about when I was about twenty-four, and it was as if he died the day before. I don't feel like I had that transition period. It was it was very shocking.
9: I think fourteen is a very healthy age to go to a funeral.
18: I think I needed to have clarification.
9: Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. What age is it appropriate for a child to go to a funeral?
33: Um,
9: sorry.
18: And who thinks I'm forty?
9: It's just someone on Twitter.
18: Some coward on Twitter. I will look them up.
9: Justin Dealey uh, joins us now. Morning, Justin. Morning, Ian. What's interesting is this conversation has started with uh, a photograph on the front page of... It's on the front page of The Times, uh, and it's on the front page of The Sun, and it's on the front page of The Telegraph uh, and the mail of uh, President Obama, uh, David Cameron, and the Danish Prime Minister uh, taking a selfie at Nelson Mandela's uh, memorial service. It's kind of expanded into talks of appropriate behaviour at funerals, of of what age it's appropriate to take a child to a funeral. It's one of those things, Justin, I don't think that we as a nation talk about death and funerals and the impact it
11: will have enough. It's all going to happen, of course, uh, to every single person one day. I've seen some very inappropriate behaviour at funerals in the past. Yes, I mean, I went to one funeral once and... um, (sighs) <sighs> people were answering their mobile phones. Oh, no! Yeah. And it wasn't just anybody, it was somebody whose mother had died. Oh, no, dear, really. What, so, in the in the, the chapel, they were answering the phones? Yeah, people were answering their mobile phones. Now, when you go to a cinema mm-hmm. and people no, nice. answer their phones, that, I think, is disrespectful, but a funeral, I just could not believe what I was seeing, and people were actually taking the phone calls. Some people Ugh. were going outside to take the call. Whatever that call must to being, surely, that funeral was more important. That's, I find that incredible. Mm.
9: Can I just say, I, 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 um, I want my funeral to be fun, And I want to be buried with my Nokia phone switched on. So in the middle of the service, it rings. You get the old-fashioned... And also, they used to do this in films. I don't know if you... Can you legally do this? In my will, Hmm. can I have it written that my wife and my children, if they want to claim the huge inheritance that I'm going to leave them... Massive. Massive. They have to spend the night in a haunted house. That's an interesting one. You probably can, actually, yeah. It, it happens in films. It happens in TV programmes. I want, I want my family to spend the night... If they can spend the whole night in the haunted house, they get the inheritance. Otherwise, jog on. It's a bit
11: like I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Do the trial or you don't get thanks. Ex-
9: exactly. Now, yeah. you've been speaking uh, to people this morning. What have you been asking them?
11: Yes, it's on the front page of The Sun. and Some people calling this uh, the most powerful selfie of all time. The Danish PM. Wow. Uh, rather nice, uh, with uh, Obama, of course, and David Cameron. Um, <laughs>
9: what I would say... <laughs> I love your grasp of international politics, or like you, you, how you'd like to grasp international politics.
11: I just think it's wrong, personally. I think it, it is a bit disrespectful. So what I've done, I've taken this selfie onto the streets this morning to get people's reactions. Some people are furious about this. Here's what happened. Norma, there is that selfie. Yes. What's your reaction to that?
4: I think it's very, very disrespectful. I should have had more sense than that. And that's disrespectful. I think it's horrendous. i just read it actually in the paper myself, and I don't think it's on at all. There will be comebacks about that.
11: What's your thoughts, madam? There is that picture.
4: Yeah, but David Cameron was there to represent the people
11: of England, and he disrespected him, didn't he, by doing that? All of them did. No, it's a plonker. Paula, what do you think about this photograph, this selfie?
7: Well, I think they were all celebrating his life, and I think uh, perhaps there was a joke or something... Or perhaps they were just saying, you know, how great the atmosphere was. I don't think there was particularly a problem.
11: If it had been,
7: like, at the War Memorial or something like that, when it was a really serious thing, or at his burial, where it's really serious, I think, yes, but... There was lots of people dancing and singing, so... It was a celebration. Yes, exactly.
6: I think it's very disrespectful. We're at a funeral of um, uh, one of the greatest men in the world, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it wasn't actually a funeral. It was a memorial service. Does that change things? No, not really. It's still part of his life. It's it's to celebrate his life. To stay there and take photographs of yourself is disrespectful. We're kind of getting ahead of ourselves here, but, but we're all going to go one day.
11: At your funeral, would you like to see people laughing and joking... Or would you like to see them
6: standing there, terribly upset? At my funeral, well, being an Irish family, it would be a party. So they'll all be celebrating my life. But I'm a normal person. This man was completely different.
11: So this is quite interesting. So people laughing and joking at your funeral, that's absolutely fine, but not at Nelson Mandela's?
6: No. No, you just show a bit of respect. You can celebrate his life afterwards in your own private thing where they all celebrate, like ours is behind doors. They could, they could do them that then. But while they're in the stadium like that, they could show a bit more respect. Well, it's rather
15: taking
11: it away from the respect of uh, Mandela, isn't it, really? Is that an embarrassment to our country? Because that photograph will be going round the world today. Is that an embarrassment to us? Well, I, yeah, I would say so. Because, I mean, it's not it wasn't done for
15: their benefit. So why should they sort of take the limelight? Actually, I think they have
28: uh, better things to do than taking pictures. And smiling. Uh, people are suffering, so I think they should concentrate on this. What's
9: great about this uh, selfie is um, uh, that there are a couple of pictures of this from different angles, and, and Michelle Obama yeah. looks <laughs> furious. <laughs> boy, oh boy, did Barack get a baracking when he went home. I bet he did. It's part of the thing, though. Let's look at this from the other side. Does does this not show that, that, that important world leaders, they're human, they're human beings, this shows their humanity?
11: They are human beings, but looking at that selfie today, whichever angle you look at it... It's just not the right thing to do. They, in my opinion, just my opinion, should know better. They know the world is going to be watching that event. To get a mobile phone out, laugh and joke is one thing, but to then take a selfie, I just think it's taking it a bit too far.
9: The thing is, it, it would appear from the photograph that um, Heli Thorning-Schmidt, she, oh, she the Danish Prime Minister, it would appear it's her suggestion. She's in the middle, it looks like it's her camera she's operating
11: hmm. it. She, so
9: she must have just said... Um, Come on, boys. Yeah, you fellas, you fancy? Do, do you fancy a quick uh,
11: <laughs> quick selfie? I mean, It's great for her, but, but surely somebody like David Cameron should know that there's going to be a camera on him at all times, and something like this could happen. This morning, he'll be waking up, and I'm sure that he's going to be embarrassed by this. All he had to say was, look, I tell you what, if you want the selfie, can we do it a bit later on, not in the stadium? That's all he had to do.
9: Justin, fascinating stuff. Speak to you later on. Take care. Cheers, my dears. There we go. Oh eight four five nine four double five, five double five is the telephone number. Are we being too harsh on them? Wasn't the funeral? It was a memorial service. Do they deserve a break? That we are seeing their human side. They're human, and they're expressing their humanity by doing something that we've all done. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's just odd to see world leaders doing something like that. 08459 455555. I can't quite get my head around this. It makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable seeing this selfie with uh, Cameron Obama and the Danish Prime Minister, whose name escapes me again, at the Nelson Mandela memorial. But I can't quite, quite work out why it makes me uncomfortable. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five, and also just going off on a, a couple of tangents. What age is it appropriate to take children to a funeral? And also, John in Luton kicked off a cracking debate this morning when he said he thinks it's inappropriate to 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 drink and laugh and celebrate. But surely that's what we should be doing, shouldn't we? Not necessarily at the funeral service itself, but at the wake afterwards. 08459 oh, four double five five double five BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news
10: for beds, cards and bugs.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A5 southbound, looking slow in patches between the Kensworth Turn and the M1 Junction for Redbourne, and the A1M southbound really slow between the Stevenage Junctions 8 and 7, also struggling between 3 for St Albans and 2 for Wellham Green. The M1 southbound is still looking heavy between 12 for Flittick and 8 for Hemel Hempstead. And also on the cameras looking extremely foggy on the M40 this morning. The M25 anti-clockwise queuing between 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. On public transport, Southern and London Midland have delays of up to 20 minutes between Milton Keynes and London stations. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. 7.46,
9: 7.46, it's Wednesday, the 11th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron will announce today that the government is to double the funding for research into dementia in the UK by 2025. Pharmaceutical company GlaxoSmithKline has announced uh, also announced £200 million of investment at its UK plants, including where? In Hertfordshire. The parents of a man who disappeared from his Stevenage home 11 years ago have asked police to help with their search. 49-year-old Paul Francis Martin went missing in 2002 and has not been seen by his family since. In sports, Stevenage are out of the Football League trophy after losing their Southern Area semi on penalties at Swindon. Coming up, more of your calls on selfies and funerals, but before that, let's get the weather with Kate Kinsella. <laughs>
23: Good morning. Well, the Met Office has a yellow weather warning in place for dense fog this morning. It's very, very thick in some parts, affecting travel and all sorts. So uh, do take extra care if you are heading out. It's quite stubborn fog as well. It's going to take its time to lift. But when it does, it's an improving picture. And by the end of the day, we should at least all see some sunshine. Maximum temperature getting up to around eight or nine Celsius. Overnight dry and clear. One or two mist and fog patches likely to reform again. But there is a bit more of a breeze. It's a southerly, so it's going to mix things up a little bit so perhaps the fog not quite as dense tomorrow morning or as widespread Once that lifts tomorrow we're looking again at a, an improving pitch for a time with some brightness but then the cloud reintroduces itself through tomorrow afternoon and overnight Thursday into Friday Now looking at the night times the temperature is going to be dropping down to around 1 Celsius that's across all three counties widespread but there will be one or two places where it drops just a degree or two lower so we may get one or two places getting a bit of first thing tomorrow morning and that's your forecast. Thank you very much
29: Every consumer problem has an unhappy customer.
1: They've actually deleted the main account instead of attaching my one to it. We ordered it and when we got home we checked the measurements and it just will
25: not fit. A company. We've asked the council, now they come up with a new excuse, it's not them,
31: it's down to the eye And he said, well I'm sorry, that's your policy. Oh well maybe next time you'll learn to open the box.
29: And me getting to the bottom of it all.
15: And they
31: confirmed
2: that they would
15: return my excess and that my no claims bonus. Would
5: not be affected. The JVS show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. Weekdays from 9,
9: BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, we're talking funerals. I'd love to know well, what age is it appropriate to take a child to a funeral? 14 sounds appropriate, 4 sounds too young. So, what What? split the difference? What about 9? Uh, I, d- I don't know. If you've been in an unfortunate situation, could you give me a call and let me know? And maybe you were a child who didn't get to go to a funeral, and you, looking back, you kind of resent that decision was made for you. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Paul's from Boreham Morning, Paul. Good morning, Ian. Paul, what can I do for you today?
21: Well, talking about the idea of giving people tasks when you die.
9: I would love to have it in my will that I want my whole family sat in the solicitor's office while a big brown envelope is opened, and they say, right, well, Ian has left you three-quarters of a million pounds. Yeah, right. But to get it, you have to spend the night in a haunted house.
21: Well, I, I had a similar idea recently when I did my will again, and I had the idea that everybody would be given these tasks, and... It was things like two people I know who really dislike each other, and I was going to insist they had to spend a week on holiday oh, together. You're brilliant. Uh, uh, and somebody else who would have to go from, uh, well, Borenwood, to Glasgow within ten hours of the solicitor oh. mentioning straight away, oh. and, and things like that. They were an interesting task. This and I was is going wonderful. To have, I was going to have this video made of me apparently rising from the grave and play to them and then me dictating all these different things. But it all fell through because the solicitor said it's not legal, you can't do that. Sack
9: him off, get another solicitor. Who cares about legality? This is fun. uh, This is life, Paul.
21: Well, it is, isn't it? You should go out with a bit of a sting, I think. It would be great
9: to watch a video. You pop out of your grave and then you're sat there you say, right, Steve, yes, you can have £10,000, but you've got Ten hours to get to Glasgow. Go on, off you go. And Steve's in the office, kind of hovering over the chair, going, oh, um, right, I'm off. And he goes and does it. That would be
21: wonderful. <laughs> I thought there would be a good laugh. And pe- people would certainly remember it, wouldn't they? they? They certainly would.
9: Paul, it's a cracking idea, thank you. Oh, it's not legal. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Yeah, it's... Uh, you, Steve, you can have that 20 grand, but you've got to get to Glasgow in ten hours. And he would, you'd be looking at what's going, um, really? Oh, I, uh, it's a lot of money. Um, yeah, okay, I'm off. Oh, wait, 459, five, 455, 555, five, five, Paul. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much, uh, indeed. It, it, do let, it, we're, we're talking about death and funerals and all those kind of things. On the back of this picture of uh, David Cameron, and Barack Obama, and the Danish Prime Minister taking uh, a selfie at the memorial service of, uh, uh, of uh, Nelson Mandela, is it inappropriate? It's kind of spreading out the conversation. Someone called in uh, earlier on this morning, saying that they, th- John and Luton, uh, saying that they think that uh, it, it's inappropriate to celebrate someone's life at a memorial service. Well, I think that's wrong. I think that's wrong. That's what the the, the wake. That's what the wake is. You do the the crying in the church, maybe a little bit of laughter and you're miserable and it hurts it hurts oh man it hurts it's a physical pain then you kind of make the journey to the the reception room which may be at the crematorium or it may be a a little drive away and then you can start celebrating it's nice to see people there's almost there's there's a sense of relief isn't there that that's over that thing you've been anticipating the funeral you've been anticipating it for seven eight nine ten days it's finished it's gone you can get on with life and, 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 and you can enjoy each other's company, can't you? 08459 455 555. Dennis is on the line. Morning, Dennis.
25: Good morning, sir. Dennis, what can I do for you, sir? I'm as close to a funeral as most people is at 89, 89... Turn your radio off. Otherwise, you, you, you'll be even closer to a funeral. Well, that's right. That's fair enough. No, um, as far as I'm concerned... I'm all I'm leaving to them, to my children, my grandchildren is the, is the world. let them get on with it. I've had a good time. I hope they don't feel sorry for me when I've gone because I'm supposed to be going to a better place, whether it will be or not I don't know, depends on whether my mother in knows there or not mm, dear. But, but they, will, they will feel sad that you've gone, and that's but, only natural, yeah, isn't it? I've told them, I don't... First of all, I want to be cremated. I yeah. don't want to take up any more space on Earth than I've used already. Yes. The second, I do not want a stone on top anywhere with my name and address on it. Oh. Because if my grandchildren and great-grandchildren cannot remember me... I don't want to have a, a rock put on, so they will remember... I, I hope they'll remember me with kindness, because I try to make them laugh. I try to make everybody laugh, even you.
9: Oh, is that... Oh, OK. I, I hadn't realised that. You but should have flagged that I've, up earlier. I've,
25: also, I've joked with them and told them that I've arranged my my uh, cremation, and I've also informed the fire engine, because with my fat and alcohol content, yes. I'll probably blaze for about three weeks, you to we need up like, to be put out. You're
9: going to go up like nobody's business. Oh, well, that's right. <laughs> I wish I wish I had your faith, Dennis. I kind of think that um, uh, when, when the light goes out, that's it. It's, you, you're switched off, game over. You, you think there's something else, do you? Oh, no,
25: no, no. I'm just... No, because nobody's ever come back to prove it. No, we just have to take a leap into space. You know? Where did we come from in the first place? So where the hell are we going now? Doesn't that scare you? No. Scares me? It, why should it? Every time you go to sleep at night, it might be your last chance to save the world. So you can't worry about not going to sleep in case you conk, the, conk out in the night. I I just hope that when I go, I'm not an inconvenience to my friends and family.
9: Mm. So, Dennis, I'm sure you won't be. Thank you very much indeed. Andrea's in Aylesbury. Morning, Andrea.
7: Good morning. What would you like to say? Um, well, I'm a bit of an old person, and I'm not too sure what selfies are all about. I, g- I gathered yes. that you took a selfie to, like... Prove that you are somewhere and look at the event that I am at. Is, is that what it's all about? Well, it's
9: not, it's not always what it's all about. For example, Justin Dealy is constantly taking selfies of himself just to catch himself looking good. And boy, oh boy, he does look good. Uh, oh but dear, it's he's quite, got problems, is not he? He, he? he really does, Andrea, yeah, and we're, we're, we're trying to sort that out. Um, yeah.
7: counselling, maybe. But then when it comes to Nelson Mandela yes. and stuff like that, my God, these people are on the TV. Don't we know that they're there? Is mm. that not proof enough?
9: Well, Yes, I said to a caller earlier on that there would have been several photographers and movie cameras there filming the event. If they needed a reminder or they needed photographic evidence, it'll be everywhere. It exactly. seems odd, doesn't it?
7: So, so, so for me, they're dingbats, complete dingbats. Why would you do that? I mean, apart from the fact it's, it's, it's an inappropriate act at an occasion of, of that magnitude...
9: Does it not show their human side, that despite all the, the, the weights that are on all of their shoulders, that they're actually humans, just like you and me?
7: Um, a, a, a different sort of human, yes.
9: What do you mean by different? Like a lizard shapeshifter? <laughs>
7: Is that what you mean? <laughs> Oh, you do make me laugh. I like that, yes. You can imagine, well, you know, David Cameron can slink along any time, can't he, really? Exactly.
9: Andrea, thank you very much indeed. Let's go before it gets too hot in the studio. Uh, Anna's in Leagrave. Good morning, Anna. Hi, good morning. Anna, what would you like to say?
14: Well, um, I don't think it's a big issue in celebrating life. Um, as an African, we believe in celebrating life. So 9 to 5 is a fantastic time to sort of, you know, enjoy the fact that a guy has lived a long life. He's lived a legacy, and there's no big deal, you know? And taking a selfie, well, they're humans. It's a big deal, you know? There's other news.
9: Right? So you think, think, you think the selfie is appropriate, despite the fact that these are th- th- at least one of, two of, possibly three of the most important people in the world, <laughs> that doing that, does it does it not appear? Shouldn't they be above those kind of things?
14: Well, I don't think there's a big deal, really and truly. You know, I think it's just... They they go ahead of themselves. They sort of, you know, probably, you know, forgot that they were possibly there for for many minutes. But I don't think it's a big deal. I think, you know, they're there to enjoy life. They're there to enjoy, you know, a guy that has left such a huge legacy. And, you know, it's just there. Everyone was jolly. So if you want to say that, I saw um, Winnie Mandela laughing ahead of. You know, what will
9: people say about that? Anna, what, you know? age, do you, what age do you think, not, not memorials like this, but what age do you think children should be allowed to go to the actual funeral service of someone? Um,
14: I think that's dependent on how mature a child is. Mm. If the child doesn't understand the reason for the funeral, then why go? If the child is an emotional child, why put the child through
9: mm. all that stress? Anna, thank you very much. They don't understand death. My boy's constantly talking about dying and he's asking if my dad's dead and is Father Christmas dead and is, is the, the cat dead? The cat is not dead. Um, and neither is the rabbit. The rabbit's run away. The rabbit may be coming back at Christmas. Oh. With a friend. <laughs> That way, you know, the odds of both of them dying are ridiculously Them, They don't understand what death is. Uh, one text here, uh, Anna in bed says, Ian, my mum's wishes were that her grandchildren and great-grandchild were at her funeral. The youngest were 11 months, 5, 7 and 8 years old. They all went to the service, the burial and the wake and we wouldn't have had it any other way. Five sounds a little bit young to me, but I don't know. I don't know. 08 oh, 459 five, 455 double, 555 double, BBC Three Counties Radio Let's get the latest travel news now Here's Alice Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs
13: BBC Three Counties Radio in East Barnet there's been an accident on Cat Hill at Brook Hill Road and the A1M southbound still really slow between the Stevenage Junctions 8 and 7. The M1 southbound looking heavy between 12 for Flittick and 8 for Hemel Hempstead. And on public transport, Southern and London Midland have delays of up to 20 minutes between Milton Keynes and London. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Alice, thank you very much indeed. We've got another text on taking children to funerals. Uh, my children came to the funeral of their grandfather, aged three. three. Three, four, and five. They also insisted on seeing him at the funeral parlour. We allowed them and they were okay. However, two years later, they felt different about their nanny's funeral. I believe the child should be told the process and decide. Well, decide? A child at three, four, and five, can they really decide if they want to go to a funeral when they don't have a concept of what death is?
0: It's eight o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines funding boost for Hertfordshire Company as government doubles dementia funding. Search for Stevenage man who went missing 11 years ago and calls to improve disabled access at Bedfordshire Railway Station. BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron says the UK will aim to double spending on dementia research over the next 10 years. Pharmaceutical company GlaxoSmithKline has also announced £200 million of investment at its UK plants, including Ware in Hertfordshire. Campaigners say the announcement doesn't go far enough but the health secretary jeremy hunt who was in wear yesterday insists the government is serious about tackling dementia
17: it's
29: not just lip service we are doubling the amount of money by the end of this parliament which is only 18 months away we will have actually doubled the amount of money going into dementia research so there is a real increase happening um, and we put nearly half a billion pounds into additional support for carers but I just want to recognise the fact that we need to do more.
0: The parents of a man who disappeared from his Stevenage home 11 years ago have asked police to help with their search. 49-year-old Paul Francis Martin went missing in 2002 and hasn't been seen by his family since. More from Gail Sanderson.
17: Officers from Hertfordshire Police say Paul's parents contacted them and asked for help to know he was safe. They say he may be in Torquay in Devon, where it's thought he was working as a builder. They want to stress he isn't in any trouble with the police, but his family just want to know he's all right. He's described as white, about six foot tall, with several tattoos, including a rose on his knee and a Chinese dragon.
0: The trial continues today of the man accused of killing another man outside the Asda store in Biggleswade in a row over a disabled parking space. The prosecution has described it as a violent, unprovoked attack which led to the death of 64-year-old Brian Holmes. An injured woman had to be cut free by firefighters after a two-car collision in Aylesbury yesterday evening. The emergency services were called to Elmhurst Road just after 6.30. Disabled people living near Biggleswade Railway Station are campaigning for improvements. They want escalators installed and staff to be available in the afternoons between 2 and 4 so they can board... Trains. Joanne and Will told Three Counties Radio about the problems they encounter.
3: I'm not very quick on stairs, but sometimes those trains are a bit too high, I just can't get on it.
2: You struggle, so a blind person like me has to try and get their travel arranged before they're not manning the station. There are the self-service machines, but they don't talk, so a blind person can't even get their own ticket.
0: The government spending watchdog has found that free schools are costing twice as much as originally estimated. The National Audit Office also says there have been no applications to open primary free schools in many areas where places are badly needed. In sports, Stevenage are out of the Football League trophy after losing their Southern Area semi-final on penalties at Swindon. It was one all after 90 minutes. In the Champions League, Manchester City were 3-2 winners at Bayern Munich. Manchester United beat Shakhtar Donetsk 1-0. The weather, mist and fog slow to clear this morning. Sunny bells this afternoon, the maximum temperature 9 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties
5: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds hearts and
4: bucks all this week in Biggleswade. To me, this is lovely. Market Square. There's always something going on at Biggleswade.
15: It's growing now, it's growing now. I think it's got a good mixture between independent shops and multiple shops.
4: And People talk to you. For a little town, there's
12: more or less everything you can get.
5: The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. All this week in Biggleswade. BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: BBC Three Counties Radio. The phones are very, very busy this morning. Thank you very much. There are still a few lines free, so if you want to get on before nine o'clock, now would be a cracking time to give a call. Police have launched a fresh appeal for a Stevenage man who went missing 11 years ago. It's thought that Paul Martins may be living down south. We'll speak to Justin Dealey about this in a minute. We all know that catching a train can be a right pain in the backside, but... Imagine how much more difficult it will be if you are in a wheelchair. So many stations in beds, hearts and bucks are not wheelchair friendly. Well, if you're affected by this, how difficult is it? And Obama, Cameron and a Danish lady taking a selfie at Mandela's memorial service. Well, the conversation has expanded from the appropriateness of that to inappropriate behaviour at funerals and also... What age is it right to take children to a funeral? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333, or you can give me a call, 08459 four double five five double five.
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
9: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. OK, I've got a few texts on funerals. Let me read these, then I'll go to David in Bedford. Um... Phil says, I've been th- I've been to three and a half funerals in the last year. Three and a half funerals. Curious. And the tone of the funeral should be down to the close family of the deceased. Sometimes it's not someone's time to go, and try as you might, it's hard to make any part of it a happy time. Jamie says, funeral, not an issue, as I'm going to live forever. I still get ID'd, and I'm 37, so clearly I'm not ageing, and this won't be a problem for me. Well, fair play, Jamie. Good for you. If that's, if that's the truth, then excellent news. Jean's in Shefford. She says, uh, I think it depends on the relationship of the person who died. My grandchildren, aged six and eight, went to their granddad's funeral this year, and I think that was appropriate. They are old enough to understand that granddad has gone to heaven and accepted it. It was a celebration of his life, so not too sad for them. 08459 oh, four double five five double five. Talking about uh, some of the train stations in Beds, Hearts and Bucks, how they're just not accessible for people in wheelchairs. David's in Bedford. Morning, David. Morning, Ian. David, now, are you in a wheelchair?
34: No, but I know that my... I've got mobility
9: is that I find it very hard with stairs. Okay. Steps and that, you know. So you struggle at various stations. What, what What is that like for you?
34: It's annoying because you feel that you could just walk across the track. But if there's no staff there that can do it, you can't. You've got to use the stairs and a lot of them haven't got lifts. If we were to do a survey within three counties, it would be interesting to see the percentage of stations that haven't got lifts or facilities.
9: Oh, there's there's very few. There's very few that have lifts.
34: Yeah, like Luton, if you're going north and there, is, and there isn't a train, say you're you're booked on a certain train, and they can't get you over from the platform, they send you back down to Luton Airport partway. And put you on a train there, because that is the only way that they can get you so onto you can, that So you platform. can cross at
9: Luton Airport Parkway. And David, have, being, being shunted around, so it, it's harder for you to do a direct journey, how does that make you feel?
34: With me, I have to really think it all out, and sometimes I just say, forget it. It's too much hassle of not knowing if it's going to be successful because sometimes you get to there and you have to sit around. You're scared that you're going to miss your train. Then you're going to have more trouble on the train, because if you're on special tickets, they don't look at it. They just look at it. you're not on the right train. You've got to pay the fare.
9: So you're being penalised for your disability?
34: Yes. And that is why this case, like at Biggleswade, Hitchin, Sandy and all them them up, up that line will not have full-time staff on because of the size of the actual station
9: footage. David, I appreciate your call this morning. Thank you very much. A a, a real uh, glimpse at how difficult it can be for people, not just in wheelchairs, but with other disabilities, to get onto trains and get around the country. Quite often he stays at home, Things forget it, can't be bothered with it. It's too much hassle. 08459 double five five double five. Now, it's been 11 years since the Martins saw their son, Paul. The 49-year-old, known as Spike, left his family home in Stevenage in November 2002 and never came back. But this week, Hertfordshire Police have launched a fresh appeal to find him. Other families, like the Batemans from Hemel, can only wish their case would be brought back into the spotlight. Rosemary's son, Andrew, has been missing since 1999. Well, our reporter, Justin Dealey,
11: went to meet the Batemans, didn't you, Justin? And it was uh, an emotional story you heard. Yeah, heartbreaking stuff. Um, Rosemary, first of all, was, was very surprised to hear about this fresh appeal to find Paul Martins after 11 years, because she said to me the police gave up hope of finding her son, Andrew, after just four. Now, the day that Andrew went missing, He was heading off to Crystal Palace for work. He had a a cup of coffee and a cigarette with his mum in the kitchen before he left. And I asked Rosemary whether she noticed anything different in his behaviour before he disappeared.
12: Nothing. No, it was Andrew. It was just Andrew in the kitchen with me that morning. We had no idea that he was going to... He didn't even take any clothes. It was all there. That's why you don't, you know, you think he's going to come back. But he didn't.
11: In those 14 years... Has any information at all come forward?
12: None whatsoever. Um, I've made inquiries to the police when people were being held in caravans and things like that and they said, no, it wasn't Andrew. It's
11: a horrible thing to say this, but would it almost be easier for you and your family if you had that dreaded phone call so at least you knew and you could try and move on with your lives?
12: That's what would... I know I don't wish him dead, but, yeah, the phone call would be nice. It really would, and we could then put it all on one side.
11: What about the support that you received from the police?
12: At first, yeah, they tried. Yes, they did try. But then when everything ran dry, there was no more sightings of what they thought was Andrew. Um, they then said they couldn't help us anymore.
11: And when was that? Obviously, we're talking 14 years now. Roughly, when did the police say, look, there's nothing more we can do for you?
12: I would say probably 10 years ago.
11: So after four years, they effectively given up.
12: we had somebody quite high in the police service come and uh, he just said they've tried everything they could try and they couldn't help us anymore.
9: Justin, thank you very much uh, for that. With us now is Brian Higgins, who is the Director of Services for the charity Missing Persons. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. 11 years seems like a long time after the event. Is a fresh appeal after such a long time a usual occurrence?
35: I wouldn't say it's usual, um, but I think um, in, in recent years there's new technology and new forensic um, sciences that have come up and some cases have been reopened um, quite recently to, to see if there's fresh information or to see if some of the old um, information that's there is kind of more viable again, almost.
9: If someone wants to disappear, shouldn't we let them disappear? They've obviously got reasons for doing it. Should we not just let them go and sort themselves out and come back if and when they choose to?
35: Well, I, I mean, it, it, that is a, is a common issue. Um, and I think people do, adults certainly do have a right um, to change their lives and they do have a right to move away from something that for them is uncomfortable or for them is wrong. Um, so people do. Um, and I think what is important is for, for those people that they can do that in a safe Way and and be safe when they are there. Um, as a charity, one of the things that we do is we have a message home service. Um, so if anyone calls us on on one one six zero zero zero, we can pass a message home just to kind of help alleviate the anxiety and the worry and the pain for the family left behind to say. I am away, I want to be away, I'm see if I'm well. And we can pass those messages back and forward mm. between the family and, and hopefully make a reconnection between the family.
9: How painful is it for those people that are left behind?
35: I, I think, honestly, it's unimaginable. Mm. Uh, I think... Um, Uh, Rosemary just spoke and we can hear clearly um, that experience of kind of living in a limbo of not knowing, not knowing whether he is well, not knowing if he's not, um, not knowing if he's alive or not knowing if he has passed on and I think that pain is, is just so immense and I think the other difficulty with it is it's not a constant, sometimes it's hope sometimes it's anguish. And very often for, for the families that we work with, they are somewhere in the middle or they are at one extreme or the other. And and that's the difficulty is trying to live your life as normal, um, but between those extremes of, of understanding and of experience.
9: What reasons do people who have disappeared for, for years give when they, they're reunited? But why have they, why have they done it?
35: You know, I I think um, for every individual, um, there are different reasons. For every individual, there's a different life experience, and for every individual, there are different relationships that they are within, um, be it with their family or friends or or, um, in in other relationships. So the the reasons can be very varied. Some of the more common ones are around debt, uh, mental health, um, relationship breakdown. Um, and and those kind of issues. Sometimes it might be addiction and and moving away from that. Um, So sometimes people uh, go missing because they need to be away from where they're at at that time. So it can vary significantly. Um, And obviously, um, for young people, uh, there can be either moving away to escape a bad environment or abuse, or moving away to be with somebody that they perceive to be uh, somebody that they love and they want to be with.
9: Brian, give us that phone number again in case anyone is listening who who wants to get in touch.
35: Certainly. So we can be called or texted on 116000 and we can also be emailed on 116000 at missingpeople.org.uk and also missingpeople.org.uk is our website. There's a lot of advice and guidance and information there for anyone who's interested in the, the issue of missing, but particularly for families who are left behind, or for people who are missing and they want to to find out how they can be um, reunited or be made safe where they are.
9: Brian, thanks very much indeed. Brian Higgins, Director of Services for the charity Missing Persons. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now with Alice. Travel
10: news for beds, cards and bugs.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio. Fog this morning is still really hanging around on the M40 cameras thing, looking really thick around there. The M1 southbound, heavy between 12 for Flittick and 8 for Hemel Hempstead. And the M25 anti-clockwise still got those queues between 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. A1M southbound, really slow between 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. And the A5 heading southbound, still looking slow between Kensworth Turn and the M1 Junction for Redbourne. Public transport, Southern and London Midland have delays of up to 20 minutes between Milton Keynes and London. I'm Alice Glossett, BBC 3 Counties Radio.
9: Thank you Alice. 8:16 Wednesday, the 11th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC 3 Counties Radio. David Cameron will announce today that the government is to double the funding for research into dementia in the UK by 2025. The parents of a man who disappeared from his Stevenage home 11 years ago have asked police to help with their search. And in sports, Stevenage are out of the Football League trophy after losing their Southern Area semi on penalties at Swindon. 08459 455555. Inappropriate behaviour at funerals. And what age is it right to take kids to a funeral? BBC Three Counties Radio.
10: This afternoon, as part of our big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks, I'll be live in the centre of Biggleswade.
5: Roberto Peroni.
10: I'll speak to the people who make the town
5: tick, find out about its varied history,
10: and then host a live version of my weekly panel discussion on family and lifestyle.
5: The Big Tour.
10: I'll be based at the Old Maltings on Church Street, so come down, say hello, and let me know your stories about Biggleswade.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio's Big Time.
10: Live from Biggleswade this afternoon from three here on BBC Three Counties
9: do, Radio. Biggleswade Big Tour on BBC Three Counties Radio. Roberto's gonna be there. Gonna be a lot of fun. I'll be listening to that one. Jonathan Vernon Smith. We've just been there. Who who suggested this, Catherine? <laughs> 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 what, 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 what? Sorry, were you texting your husband?
18: No, my... No, something exciting's just happened.
9: Who, who were you... Su- I can't tell you. Who... Sorry. Who, who suggested this? Who made this... This, uh...
18: this vile slur on that poor woman. Uh, no, I think...
9: Someone has suggested, via text... It was hmm. someone
18: who is texters and not put a name on. Cowards. Looking through the archive, I know the name.
9: They think you look like uh, Helly Thorning-Schmidt. Helle Thorny Schmidt. Who is Helle Thorning Schmidt? That's the Danish Prime Minister who was in the, the woman? selfie. Yeah, I think that I think she looks like Sally Burkeau. They well, they? Hang on a minute. So someone
29: has texted in to say that I look like a female Danish Prime Minister. Yes, that's correct. Well, they're clearly an idiot. Well, that's...
18: her last name is Schmidt, which, as we all know, is uh, Danish for... Vernon Smith.
29: Vernon Smith,
9: Thorning Schmidt,
29: Vernon Smith, it probably is. Are you related? She doesn't. She looks like the woman from um, the film. Oh, her, yeah. Blonde. The one who had the the special hair gel. Yep,
9: yep. Oh, um... (laughs) Diaz. uh, Karen Diaz, that's it. Yes, something about uh, Mary. Yes, that's right. She looks more like her. She does look
29: like her, doesn't she? Well, I don't look like a woman... Well, ah, no, I don't. No, <laughs> no, no I'm sorry. I, I'm prepared to take a lot of criticism. No, I, I'm very butch. <laughs> <laughs>
9: <laughs> oh, dear. You are very... Book- <laughs> hey, listen, it's our Christmas special with recording tomorrow. Yeah, oh, what? You're telling everyone we're recording it? Oh, I mean... <laughs> they'd think it was live.
18: Rehearsal. It's a rehearsal. No,
9: hang on, we don't rehearse it. That's even it's worse.
18: It's uh, dress-
9: We have to tell them because we're the BBC and we, we're not allowed to play fun tricks anymore. Oh. We're recording it tomorrow. But I'm feeling... Right, proper, festive at the moment. Are you? Yeah, you're not, are you? Uh no. You're a bit, oh. bit screwed. Well, I'm not. I've got Christmas. Take oh. it or leave it. Oh, for goodness sakes. Bah, humbug you. I'm really excited. Not about the show tomorrow. That's a contractual obligation. Although I will be invoicing them. Uh, but I'm excited about Christmas itself. Yes. Magical. Are you? Oh. Christmas time. La 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 la. <laughs>
29: La la I feel Christmas like I'm kind of... Time. La 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 oh, my God. It's Christmas time. All right,
18: all right, la 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 la. all right, all right. But do you not Come know, on. Do you not know it's, that it's song? It's the 11th words. of December. No. Do you
16: not Christmas know that song? Christmas time. La, 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 la. It's Christmas
9: time. La, 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 la. It's Christmas time. Jonathan. La la la
16: la. Can la la I
29: tell you about my phone? Do you not anymore? know that song? No. Mm. Not one of the catchier...
9: It is, is it time? <laughs> la 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 la. It's, it's Christmas. Christmas. Who, who sung this la, stupid la, la, song? La. Oh, for goodness, so The
19: Everly Brothers. Something. It was one of them. <laughs> Phil.
29: Okay, carry on. What's, what's on your show then? Coming up on this morning's big phone in yes. at nine o'clock, where there'll be no singing, I'm asking. Would you care if your local bus routes were scrapped to save money? The Campaign for Real Transport has told the BBC cuts to bus services are reaching critical levels. Almost half of local authorities reduced their support for buses in 2013 and some may remove all of their support next year. Locally, this is going to have a very, very big impact on us. Luton makes the top ten when it comes to budget cuts, with £236,000 a year spent on supported bus routes. And the Campaign for Better Transport projects that by the end of 2014, funding for bus routes will drop by 47% in Milton Keynes, 16% in Hertfordshire, and 36% in Luton. 47% in Milton Keynes and a lot of people in Milton Keynes use the buses. Mm. Well from nine this morning I want your views on this. Would you care if your local bus routes were scrapped to save money. We all know our councils have got to make massive savings uh, shaving a bit off by cutting bus routes. Is that the best way to do it do you think the best way affecting the least number of people. Or are you absolutely hopping mad? Your views from Nine, would you care if your local bus routes were scrapped to save money? Oh eight four five nine 555.
3: Christmas time. Oh, for
9: heaven's sake. Christmas, Christmas time. La, 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 la. la. Christmas I'm time. You're going to the next guest Sing with us, Jonathan. Christmas, Christmas time. La, 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 Where you going? Christmas time. La, la, la,
19: la, Where you going? Christmas time, la, la la la. I just don't think he knows the words. It's really easy.
9: Should we write them down for him? Yeah. What are
19: they? It's Christmas time, la hang, la. Hang on. Hang on.
9: Christmas. No,
19: A R. He's gone. He's gone. Christmas. He's gone. Time. Do you, do you want to la, sing it with me? La, la, la,
5: la. It's Christmas time,
9: la 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 la. It's Christmas
10: time, la la la. la.
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
10: This is Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Ah, dear, some uh, tweaks. Uh, some texts we've got here about funerals. Uh, Lisa, oh this is Facebook I do apologise, I'm all over the shop. Lisa says uh, it was a memorial service, not a funeral. From what I heard of the service there were elements of it that were jovial and uplifting in some respects. The selfie is no more disrespectful than people booing Zuma. And Susan says, "I danced at my mum 's funeral as the music she left the church to was simply red stars, oh dear, as uh, she loved them as do I. if she'd been alive, she would have been doing her uh, giggling as uh, gigging as we called her dancing, sad, but a celebration day. I feel mandela 's is the same. Those leaders know the world cameras will be on them, uh, and one more." Um, oh, we, we we posted a selfie that we'd taken of myself, Catherine Boyle, and Kelly Betts. and Simon Davies has used this as an opportunity to sleaze. Mister Lee, No wonder you're so chirpy on the airwaves in the morning, being surrounded by these work colleagues. Oh, for goodness sakes! Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Uh, we're talking about uh, well, we're talking about access to uh, train stations and various other things. If you are. Disabled and just how difficult it can be. I'm joined now in the studio by Mick Dillon, who's chief executive of the Disability Resource Centre in Dunstable, and also Roger Perkins from First Capital Connect. Good morning to both of you. Morning. morning. Mick, we'll start with you. Uh, what do yours? If you want to listen to Roger, you'll you'll have to put the headphones on. If if they're working, they don't always do here at BBC Three Counties Radio. So, good luck with those. Do you need a hand putting them on? I would you, actually. You yeah. want a hand? Let me just come. and... This. Excuse me, man handling you. Can you hear through those? Yep, thank you. Lovely. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Mick, w- w- what do your service
27: users tell you about the disabled access across Beds, Hearts and Bucks? Well, it, the problem is it's a Victorian in- infrastructure, but also with, I'll be honest, Victorian ideology about how people plug into it. Uh, if you want to just go to the London now, down the train station, you're uh, advised to book two days ahead and you can't do it yourself. And that's hugely frustrating for any person, whether you're independent or not. And and what are the stations that you've identified as having particular problems? We mentioned Biggleswade this morning. Sure. Uh, Well, Biggleswade, a large town, uh, uh, but Leighton Buzzard, which is due for improvements, but it's way behind schedule from what it should be. That's the biggest town in central Bedfordshire, and Mm. it is inaccessible. So you have to go to Milton Keynes or Luton Parkway, which is very good, or Bedford. And the trouble is that you have stations 25 miles apart um and you don't have the choice uh, if you decide to leave your front door and engage with society you then get more disabled by some of the environment around us roger from first capital connect we're hearing
9: lots of uh, comments like this why are the stations so badly uh, accessible
33: well as mick said you know it is a victorian infrastructure it's something that was built in the victorian times um, you've got a lot of stations that are in cuttings, some that are just generally inaccessible it may not just be that you need to have a lift to get down to the platform it could be that the the ramps are too steep for people Um, can't you change them well yes i mean the government i mean this is a government funded initiative they've got a um access for all ten-year program i mean that's 378 million which sounds an awful lot but if you say you'd look at one station you say we're going to build one footbridge with one span that's like £2.5 million. Pounds. And say so you look at Clapham Junction, that needed 14 lifts, so you can see that £378 million... Well, go think, a
10: Clapham
27: long Junction way. is, is huge, be, isn't it?
33: It is, and it has to be prioritised for where it's going to have the, the, the greatest
27: impact. But I, think, at the the, moment, I, at the I think, to we, be fair, Roger, the, yeah. the, the, the ripples out of London are just so slow in, into the, the three counties, for example, yeah. You know that you've got large, large towns that still mm. have not been done, and that's the issue. Small rural halts aren't going to be done. We, we accept that. That's reasonable. But to have to go 25 miles, you know, to get your nearest accessible station to to do day-to-day business or work or anything, it, it's just unacceptable. Well, I, and, and I appreciate it's yeah. not the operators, it's Network Rail, and it needs a much more strategic approach to, to make things work. Roger? Um, well, you, you're
33: right, it's Network Rail and the government, and we work with both of those to sort of target the best um, to, to – to select the right stations where we can make, get sort of the best bang for our buck effectively. But you say not a lot's being done. I mean, we've had Harpenden Footbridge finished. We've now got Blackfriars is fully accessible, Farringdon, St Pancras. Um, we've got uh, stations that are being done at the moment, haven't we? We've got um, uh, Stevenage, Hitchin, Letchworth, Hatfield, St Neots. Elstree and Bournemouth, all those being worked on, which will be
27: accepted. There's not many there in Bedfordshire, Roger, I'll be honest with you. I
33: I hear what you're saying, and I would love someone to wave their magic wand and say, here's a huge amount of extra money, we'll do this work straight away. it is a question of of cost Roger,
9: we've heard we've heard from uh, from callers and and from people this morning saying that uh, quite often they'd they'd rather just stay in, they think forget it they're not going to go out or if they do go out and get the train, they get sent one way twenty five miles just so they can end yeah. up going in the correct direction. It's not good enough, is it
33: well we what we offer, and this is where Mick was saying, you know. People are told they have to book two uh, days in advance. People don't. I mean, they can turn up at our railway stations and our staff, all of whom are disability uh, trained in awareness, they will get you where you need to be. The trouble is if you don't book in advance, it's likely to take them longer because they won't have pre-ordered the taxis. And sometimes you need a specialist taxi for people. Um, So... um, yes, it's it's not great, but what we do promise to offer people is a station-to-station service. So if you live in a town with a station that isn't accessible, we will pay for your taxi to take you to a station that is and get you onto the train. I mean, there's there is more investment coming as well. I mean, there are new trains being built for the routes, route, um, 1,140 carriages, and they're going to be really the very latest in terms of meeting disability well, requirements. Let me just come.
9: In, up- I, I,
27: I think the rolling stock. I, I think one is the, the physical buildings that, that, and getting onto the platform and onto the carriage it, mm. is all the issues. You just cannot. Mm. It just needs more creative ideas to get those last sort of six inches from the platform to mm. the uh, to the rolling stock. Well, but, a, when, yeah. but when you're on the rolling stock itself, I mean, I was out with my gorgeous fiancée, Sonia, and, and we were having to sit apart, and just, I was in the way in the aisle, mm. and, and you feel so you, conscious the second, the second of being part, in the way, and, and it's Absolutely. unacceptable, and I just think, even the rolling stock needs to be looked at. Some well, lines are very good, the East yeah. Coast line is really quite poor. Mm.
33: Roger? It it is. um, The the next generation of trains, and they're going to start coming in from 2016. I know it's a wait, but I mean, I've been looking at these, and they've been designed really very much to help people we've 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 done that with um you'll know and and from who's one of the main consultants we for disability and um, we've designed these with everybody in mind and consulting with them so you know you don't have the the wheelchair um and and their their uh, their companion actually separated you're not stuck outside the toilet you know you've got very good um color contrast to help people with visual impairments um, you, you know, there is really good provision in the new lost trains. And the the trains that run between Peterborough, Cambridge and Kings Cross are about to undergo a £31 million overhaul. And they, again, will have the very latest in... Roger, um,
9: very quickly, because we're running out of time. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that this is all basically about money and that you're doing as much as you can. But, but, but Biggleswade is where we started, so let's end on Biggleswade. What would you say to the people that, that our reporter spoke to who cannot access trains at Biggleswade?
33: What I would say to them is... They have to get in touch with us, and we will get them where they need to, but we know it's not, a good, enough. It, it, it's not good enough. That is only going to happen with more money.
27: It's, it's, it's got to be lifts on every platform. Make it work properly. Do it once. That's what you need. Yep.
9: Appreciate your time. Thank you very much, both of you. Roger Perkins from First Capital Connect, and uh, Mick Dillon, Chief Executive of the Disability Resource Centre in Dunsville. We're a little bit late for the travel, but I thought it, I thought it was worth pursuing that. 8.31, let's get the travel from Alice. <laughs>
13: Milton Keynes' Monk's Way is partially blocked at Bancroft Roundabout after an accident. There are queues on all approaches to the roundabout as a result. Hartford looking extremely busy on the sensors as well. The A414 heading towards the centre of town from the A10 is very slow. On the A10 itself heading south, slow between Broxbourne and the M25 junction for Enfield. On the M1 southbound, things looking heavy between 12 for Flittick and 8 for Hemel Hempstead. Public transport, Southern and London Midland have delays of up to 20 minutes between Milton Keynes and London stations. I'm Alice Goss at BBC Three Counties Radio.
10: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
5: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. A man and a woman have jumped to safety from a house fire in Milton Keynes this morning. Firefighters rescued another woman who was suffering from the effects of smoke. Around 25 firefighters were called to Daniels Welsh in Coffee Hall at around 4.20. David Cameron says the UK will aim to double spending on dementia research over the next 10 years. Pharmaceutical company GlaxoSmithKline has also announced £200 million of investment at its UK plants, including Ware in Hertfordshire. And Nelson Mandela's Coffin Arrived at South Africa's main seat of power, the Union Building in the capital Pretoria, where his body will lie in state for the next three days. Three Counties Sports,
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Stevenage are out of the Football League trophy after losing their Southern Area semi-final on penalties at Swindon. It was one all after 90 minutes with Bruno Andrade equalising for the borough late on but Stevenage lost the shootout 3-1 missing three penalties. Here's manager Graham Westley.
20: I certainly wouldn't go away from the game um, feeling sorry for ourselves about the penalties. We didn't show enough ability under pressure. Um, Their penalties hit the net with a plumb. Ours didn't. That's about courage and uh, that's about strong minds so um, we won't hide from that. I don't think uh, you look at penalties and say well or bad luck. I think uh, strong minds win penalty shootouts and uh, a better first-half performance would have won the game 1-0.
0: In the Champions League, Manchester City were 3-2 winners at Bayern Munich. Manchester United beat Shakhtar Donetsk 1-0 to top their group. Both had already qualified for the knockout stages. United manager David Moyes is happy with his team's performance in Europe.
30: You wanted to try and win the group. I think it was a a difficult group and like a lot's been said, I was inexperienced in the Champions League so to have to have my first experience, real experience. I'm, I'm happy to top the group.
0: Tonight, Chelsea host Stoia Bucharest needing a win to top the group. Arsenal are away to Napoli, where a draw would see them top their group. Celtic, who are already out, are away to Barcelona. Conference leaders Cambridge are four points clear of second place Luton once again. After a 3-0 home win over Macclesfield, Cambridge also still have one game in hand. And in the Southern League Premier Division, leaders Hemel Hempstead won 3-0 at Bedford Town. Second place Chesham beat Hungerford 1-0. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. <laughs>
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
0: This is Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Comment on Facebook. Ian, I think that taking children to funerals is not a black and white issue. Grey area. See what they've done there. They mixed the two colours. This is from Penny. Personally, I lost my father at the age of seven and my mother decided not to take me and my two younger siblings to the funeral. Uh, I regret the fact I didn't go at that age. I feel it would have helped me in grieving. And I wish I was there, but saying that my mother made the right decision... But saying that, my mother made the right decision at the time. There was no way my siblings were too young, and I also needed to be with them. And a trip to the park with my nana was just as appropriate in the circumstances. I love my mum, and harbour no negatives about this. You're right, we are asking... It's strange, isn't it, how... um, We we started talking about this selfie with uh, um, Obama... Cameron and uh, Thorning Schmidt uh, at the Mandela <laughs> Memorial. And it's kind of uh, it turned up into this whole conversation about death and about funerals and about should we talk more about death? It's fascinating. So thank you for that. And one of the issues that we're dealing with is what age is it appropriate to take a child to a funeral? 08459 four double five five double five. I guess it is down to the uh... uh b- b- the intelligence, that's not the right word. The emotional the emotional intelligence of the child. You can kind of tell as a parent, that's your job. Do it too early, they'll be traumatic. Do it too late, they'll resent it. 08459 oh, four double five five double five. It's
19: Christmas,
9: la, 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 it's Christmas time. La 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 la, it's Christmas time. La 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 la, it's Christmas time. time. Why are you not joining in, la- Catherine? Do you not ca- know the words?
19: Ca- let's teach her the words. You teach them. So, it, it's, it's, say it.
18: No, no, it's not. It's it's. She's saying it wrong. It's. Don't make me say it. We're getting text messages through now from people just putting Christmas time. La 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 la.
9: We've had a a message from Lino on uh, Twitter. (gasps) Three CR, you played a great song. I can't remember all the words though. All I've got is it's Christmas time. La 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 la. That's pretty much it. That's it. That's pretty much it.
18: Monty here on the text. I think all the listeners of Three Counties should text JVS that wonderful Christmas tune. Christmas time. Christmas
17: time. (laughs) La, 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 la. That's it, Christmas
19: time. La, 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 la. Now the men.
9: Christmas time. La, 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 la. la. Now the producers.
19: Chris, oh, we haven't really got one.
9: Now um, the work experience.
19: Sir. You. Me. La, 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 la.
9: The people with dark hair. Christmas time. La, 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 la. Blondes. Christmas time.
19: La, la, All la, All together, la, it's Christmas, Christmas time. time.
9: La, 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 la. Oh, my. Christmas, Christmas time. La, 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 la.
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
10: This is Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Sometimes. Sometimes. And once again, sometimes... Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You like that song, don't you, Just? Yeah, great track. Christmas time, la, 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 la. I love... You got the tune slightly wrong. I love the fact... That you, you can never refer to a song as a song. It's either a track or a yeah. number. <laughs> Got a great number coming <laughs> up for you right now. <laughs> from 1963. Hey, now listen, you do do a, a cracking show on Saturdays mm. uh, at 9 o'clock uh, on BBC Three Counties Radio. Do you know who your guest is going to be this week?
11: Yes, I do. Oh, Who, who, who? Oh, Paul Jones from
9: hey. Man, for man. Uh-huh. It was the Manfreds. <laughs>
11: <laughs> he's, he's good, he is. He's fantastic. Got a great voice. Um, not just, of course, uh, a singing voice, but a good broadcasting voice. He's on Radio 2. He is a legend. Uh, he's going to be on the show this weekend, picking his favourite musical memories. Groovy! I look forward to that's nine o'clock. Uh, BBC Three Counties Radio on a Saturday. Now, uh,
9: the, the reason that we, we've got you on just is not just to, to shamelessly self promote your excellent show, but also to talk about this selfie, the front page of a lot of the newspapers: uh, Barack Obama, David Cameron, and the Denmark PM, uh, PM Thorning Schmidt. (laughs) Hey, isn't she? (laughs) She's nice. They all took an impromptu, and I'm sure she's excellent at her job, Mm. they all took an impromptu photograph of themselves at the memorial service yesterday for the late South African president, Nelson Mandela. Well, you've been out this morning with the aforementioned selfie. What have people been saying?
11: Well, earlier on, people were absolutely furious about this selfie. They said, uh, looking at it this morning, that it was totally disrespectful. Of course, it wasn't a funeral, it was a memorial service, but that, to people I spoke to, made no difference. You're about to hear some audio here. Now, uh, there are two completely different opinions coming up from different types of people. You can work it out for yourself. But um, as you mentioned, I've taken a selfie out onto the streets this morning, and here's what happened.
26: I think it's um, typical, really, of politicians. I think they think only of themselves. I just think it's disgraceful.
11: But you're looking at that, aren't you, this morning, Mm. in sheer disbelief.
26: Absolutely. can't believe it.
11: Morning, Anna. How old are you? 19. How often do you take selfies?
26: All the time.
11: <laughs> Tell us why you do it, first of all.
26: Um, why not? May as well.
11: <laughs> OK. So you're looking at the front page of The Sun there. Mm-hmm. The headline is, No Selfie Respect. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that selfie?
26: I think it's hilarious. It's so funny.
11: <laughs> Some people are very, very angry about this. Can you understand why in the slightest?
26: Well, I can understand that it's like a funeral sort of thing, but... At the end of the day, if you're going to do it, then you're
11: going to do it. So when you saw this last night with your friends, you all thought, good on you? Yeah. (laughs) Carol, there it is. What do you think about that?
16: Not good. Not good. They're supposed to be there for
11: Nelson Mandela, not for taking pictures of themselves on a jolly. Are these three people, who of course are very, very powerful, are they an embarrassment? I think they could be, yeah,
16: to be honest. It doesn't look very good, does it, for the eyes of the world?
17: I think it just says that they've got no respect for the event that they're at and the person that they're supposed to be respecting.
11: Faye, we have a lot of different opinions coming in this morning between the young and, let's say, more mature. You're 22 years old. You're looking at that selfie right now. What do you think about that selfie?
26: It's just a bit of fun. I know it's like a funeral and it's Nelson Mandela, but... I'm sure he wouldn't mind. Well, I
11: mean, It wasn't actually a funeral, it was a memorial service, but even if it was at the funeral, there's nothing wrong with a bit of fun and a selfie.
26: Yeah, I mean, yeah.
19: Everyone does it these days, so it doesn't matter really where you are.
11: It's a generational thing, isn't it? Absolutely. is, isn't it? I've yeah. got it. Absolutely. The, the older people this morning's looking at this in sheer disbelief, saying, I cannot believe it. How disrespectful can you be? The younger generation saying, fantastic, this is really, really funny. It's great. When I saw it, I thought, well done. It's definitely a generational thing.
9: It is. I'm trying to get my head around it. There's something that sits very, very uncomfortably w- with me on this. And I know it's, it's a memorial. It's not a funeral, so it's slightly different. I get... I guess it's because we're not used to our our heads of state, such important people doing something that's so normal.
11: Well, the thing is, you know, people say, well, you know, they are normal people at the end of the day. Well, they're not, because they are world leaders. You cannot be a normal person if you are a world leader. It's as simple as that. Now, those three people yesterday, they would have known that that every single second there would have been a camera on them and their behaviour. So, to get a mobile phone out, and to laugh and joke, and to take a selfie, I think personally, I think that's naivety, and I think they are taking it way too too far. They will be waking up this morning. Uh, this photograph, of course, has been shown right the way across the world. They will be waking up, and they will be embarrassed.
9: Justin, thank you very much indeed. Uh, 08459 555 is the telephone number. It just doesn't look right, does it? You wouldn't get the Queen doing a selfie. I mean, it would be awesome if she did, but you wouldn't get the Queen doing a selfie. Charles... Maybe. I can imagine Charles... Harry, for sure. Oh, Harry's done selfies, you know, all kinds, yes. If
19: the Queen takes a picture of a stamp, does that count as a selfie?
9: I suppose so. Imagine the Queen licking a stamp.
19: That'd be weird, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? No, she'd have one of those pads. She'd have someone else to do it. They'd lick it and then she'd put it on the envelope. Philip. Philip would lick the stamp.
9: 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Most stamps nowadays you don't lick anymore, which is a shame. But imagine you're so posh that you've got someone else to lick the back of your stamp. And it must be weird. Do you think she ever just looks at stamps and goes, yeah, that's me. I look hot as that stamp. You would, wouldn't you? I look hot as a stamp.
19: She opens up a tenor and she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well,
9: Catherine, it's been nice working with you. Uh, what a shame that t- today was the last day of the show. Oh, 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR as well is the Facebook page if you want to go and have a, uh, a, a chat. Um, Dick has uh, suggested on Facebook, Ian, chirpy, really? What are you talking about? Of course I'm chirpy um penny says i feel uncomfortable about the significant uh, leaders behaving like teenagers at such an important memorial i feel nelson mandela deserved a bit more respect um darren says do you think they would have joined in a mexican wave um first funeral i went to says drake was 20 but then no one had snuffed it in my family before then Steve says, who's the Klingon on the right? That's referring to a picture of me, thanks for... I think I look nice in that picture. I very rarely do I like a picture of myself. I think I look all right there. Um, and Rob says, if you're a troll to someone on the internet, you'll be arrested. Aren't the press just trolling, finding something to moan about? Who care what they do? Next we'll be moaning they were not crying. They weren't crying? No one told me about this! That's outrageous! 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Last 15 minutes of the show. Let's get the travel news now with Alice.
10: Travel news for beds, cards
13: and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 Anti-Clockwise has got a lane blocked now between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley following an accident. That's going to add to those queues between 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. We had a call from Judith in uh, from Luton. Uh, Dunstable Road is blocked at uh, Pointers Road Roundabout by an accident and there are queues on all approaches there. Thanks, Judith, for phoning in. And in Milton Keynes, Monk's Way is closed between Bancroft Roundabout and Statenbury Roundabout after an accident. Again, queues on all approaches. Approaches to the roundabout at uh, Bancroft roundabout now. Public transport, Southern and London Midland have delays of up to 20 minutes between Milton Keynes and London stations. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Thank you very much. 8.45 BBC Three Counties Radio. These are your headlines on Wednesday, the 11th of December. A man and a woman have jumped to safety from a house fire in Milton Keynes this morning. Firefighters rescued another woman who was suffering from the effects of smoke. Around 25 firefighters were called to Daniel's Welch in Coffee Hall around 4.20. David Cameron will announce today that the government is to double the funding for research into dementia in the UK by 2025. And in sport, Stevenage are out of the Football League trophy after losing, losing their southern area semi on penalties at Swindon. 8.46. Let's get the weather with Kate.
23: Beds, hearts, and Bucks weather.
9: BBC Three Counties Radio.
23: Good morning. Well, the Met Office has a yellow weather warning in place for thick and dense fog. It's reducing visibility still this morning and it's been quite stubborn. It's not lifting very quickly and it's likely to be with us right the way through to lunchtime. But we're already seeing the potential behind it. Some bright spells. You can almost see the sun through the mist and the murk. It's really quite beautiful in some areas as the sun has begun to rise. And this is going to continue really. Once this fog lifts around lunchtime, we should start to see some sunshine proper. So we're going to feel a bit better. It's going to feel a little more pleasant despite the temperature only getting up to nine or maybe 10 Celsius if we're lucky. Overnight tonight, some clear spells. Mist and fog patch is likely to redevelop, um, but we've got a bit of a southerly breeze. So they're going to be mixed up a little more, not quite so dense, not quite as widespread. Still there nonetheless and still lingering into tomorrow morning. Minimum temperature down to one Celsius. We may get one or two areas that are more prone to it dropping down a degree or two below. So perhaps a sparkle of frost tomorrow morning. Once the mist and fog clears we'll get some sunshine tomorrow but the cloud starts to move in really tomorrow afternoon and overnight thursday into friday and that's where we could see potentially some outbreaks of rain temperature though during the day staying fairly mild that's your forecast thank you very much
9: BBC Sports Personality of the
10: Year. It's almost like a giant thank you at the end of what is always a very special year. Celebrating 60 years.
17: I loved it when David Beckham won. It was really nice and a proper tingly moment and everybody stood up.
10: And 60 winners. I think my most memorable winner would probably be Paul Gascoigne. He captured the nation's hearts like year.
23: Paula Radcliffe. To see her up there this goddess of running a wonderful moment. Who do you want to take the trophy home in
10: 2013? To stand
11: on this stage with the likes of these people is incredible. Join Claire Balding, Gary Lineker and Gabby Logan for this year's Sports Personality of the Year, live from Leeds. Sunday night
9: at 7.40 on BBC One and BBC One HD.
19: Christmas time.
9: La, 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 it's Christmas, Christmas time. time. La, 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 Double tracking, it's Christmas, oh, Christmas time. time.
19: La, 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 la,
9: it's Christmas time. La, 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 We've got some great texts on this, really, some really good feedback, some oh, some, some, really, comps. some comps. Uh, Fee uh, is texted in. It's annoying. Hi Fee. Hiya. It's annoyingly catchy. I'm stuck on the motorway and found myself joining in. Hashtag desperate. Excellent stuff. Thanks. Glad you're enjoying that. Um, and Nick says, "Well, oh, Nick.
19: Hi Nick.
9: Nick. Well, will you turn it in with that stupid Christmas jingle? It isn't clever. It's childish." And it's boring. time. Some of la, us la, ain't la, interested, la, says Nick. Christmas
19: time.
9: And Phil says, I'm not a doctor, Christ- but would happily recommend somewhere you can la, stick la, Christmas la, la, la. should you ask.
19: Oh, oh ask him. Where? Where, Chris?
9: Dr. Christmas time. You getting private text during oh, the no, show? Are you no, Catherine. No. Christmas, Christmas time. Lala <laughs> la, 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 saying, la, "Why la, la. aren't you joining in with Christmas? You know we, it's mandatory that we all join in with Christmas." Daz
18: says, "Ian, I you guess. are cringeworthy la, la, today." La, la, <laughs> brackets again. Christmas. Why don't you, time. La, 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 la la la, a CV over to heart Christmas, Christmas time. Sadly, la, la, you la, la, ain't la, la, no James Whale, Christmas mate. You time. put two, and this is the letter. You and the two. Too much bad comedy into the show. Daz. And Monty's loving it. He's in fact all this Christmas. He's gone freestyle.
9: Oh,
18: oh, yeah. He says it's really foggy. La 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 la. Yay! Really foggy. La la la. la.
9: la, la, la. Daz, I, I love the fact that Daz, um, and, and listen, James Wild, of course, is an excellent broadcaster, but Daz keeps listening every
16: day. No, la 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 la.
9: Does. Daz listening. Listening la. la Daz, Daz is, <laughs> listening. <laughs> Daz <laughs> Daz is <laughs> listening. La 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 la. Daz is listening. La 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 okay. we've well, got nothing else. Oh, we've got a caller.
10: Howard.
18: Morning. Howard's listening.
9: <laughs> la 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 la. <laughs> Howard's listening. <laughs> la 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 la. They should play
18: this to terrorists <laughs> in caves. They'll come out with their hands up within about three choruses.
9: Oh, for goodness! <laughs> no, no Christmas spirit, you, Catherine. Sorry, you had to g- get past S- Scrooge, Howard. What can I do for you this morning? it this morning, you lot. Uh, well, maybe, maybe not. A bit early, isn't it? Little bit. It's Christmas. It's never too early to broadcast yeah. your final of show course, whilst drunk. Yeah. It's a bit early to say it's Christmas. Oh but no hang anyway. on a minute, where are we? We're the eleventh, it's not too early. It's oh no, we're we're it we're banging to Christmas now. No, it's too early. We've got another week yet. Oh mate, no, no, yes. no, no. I've watched After no. Christmas six times. Uh, (laughs) Arthur Christmas, I've watched, well, I've watched halves of it six times, I still don't quite know the ending, but... Uh, I was saying that I watched Home Alone the other night. There you go, you see, Howard. There you are. Embrace the inner eight-year-old that is within you, nurture it, feed it, and it will look after you. (laughs) Anyway, what, what did you call in about? Mr. Obama. Yes. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with the selfie?
31: Not at all. Really? Not at
9: all. Do you not think world yeah, yeah, leaders?
31: Yeah, have before with Mr. Mr. Mandela. Yeah, and I think Mr. Mandela are probably looking down now, thinking that's a nice touch.
9: But him, basically, it's him and Cameron mm-hmm. getting up close with a hot blonde Danish prime minister. That's what it is, really, isn't it?
31: No, no. It's out of
9: it's out of, it's out of press want to
30: perceive
31: this, isn't it? You know what I mean? They've got to make a story out of something, so. They see them three all huddled up, having a little selfie, and then there they go. But do you uh,
9: do do you do selfies, Howard? Sometimes, yeah. When was I don't think I well I I can't now because yeah. I haven't got a camera on my telephone. When was the last time you did one? Oh,
15: quite recently, I did
9: one
31: for my Facebook page. Oh, okay, okay.
9: Mm. Can I just ask you uh, a, a question, Howard? Mm. Would you sing? It's Christmas time. No. La, la, la. Come on. It's Christmas no, I'm not time. time. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> Grumpy Howard. What uh, is going P on with P everyone Howard. this morning? Grumpy uh, Eileen in Aylesbury is texting in. Craig may not be enjoying the show, but you're listening every single day. But Eileen says, my seven-year-old grandson, Connor, listens to you every morning. He thinks you're great. It's
19: Connor time. La, 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 la. It's Connor. radio for seven-year-olds. La, 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 la He would la, like to hear
9: you sing more. What's wrong with that, Catherine? What's wrong with doing radio that's entertaining on a broad, it's broad level, different levels, a spectrum of levels? No, 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 no.
18: What, what level is Christmas time? La 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 la.
9: That's quite low.
18: <laughs> but it's Christmas time. Exactly. La 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 la. It's
9: also spiritual. What, what's? Sorry, I, I'm confused, Catherine. Are you saying there's something wrong with celebrating the birth of Christ?
19: I would like to raise awareness that Catherine burst into the song herself, and then <laughs> you're her making it you go in, in my head.
18: head, and I really resent that. I'm a serious journalist. I preferred you when you used to do the travel.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Someone just called in to say that to her. Oh, I preferred you, Catherine, when you used to do the travel. (laughs) Oh, wait, 459-455-555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. As far as I'm aware, she's never done uh, the travel. Um, uh, Oh, look, it's it's a phenomenon on Twitter. Alan has just tweeted, It's Christmas time, la-la-la-la-la. That's two tweets about it now. It really is sweeping uh, the nation. But yes, it has gone viral. It will we'll be the internet's uh, big, uh, big hit of the year. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR is uh, the place to go if you want to have your say on there. Let's have a look at uh, some of your tweets. Um, she does not look impressed. That's a reference to uh, Kelly Betts. There's a selfie of uh, myself, Kelly Betts and uh, Catherine Boyle. Wade, what is this? Uh, more pics of the legend that is Bets is one of the comments.
19: Is that from my mum?
9: Is your mum called Wade Mitchell?
19: No, my dad is.
9: There you go. Uh, Dick says uh, they did it for attention, nothing more. They're talking about Obama now. That's all selfies are about. It's become the modern way to scream, "Look at me." That's what I tell you. What you don't get anymore. I know what. The, the, do you know what selfie? The, the equivalent of selfies in the nineteen seventies were were um, go on. <laughs>
18: Someone taking a picture of someone taking a picture of them.
9: No, although I once had a fantastic holiday in, in Sweden with my in-laws where I spent the whole holiday taking pictures of my father-in-law taking pictures. And then <laughs> he's a doctor. And then we made it into a book. We got a book printed called uh, Good Pictures of the Doctor Taking Good Pictures. <laughs> and we gave it to him. It, he was terrified. He said, what's this? He's looking. He when did you do this? When we were in Sweden, why did you do this? Because it's like, it's kind of, it's a concept. It's fun. I wish he wouldn't do this again. Oh, really? He didn't like it. No, the equivalent of selfies, in as much as the, the look at me factor, it was, um, it was going on TV in the background of TV with signs saying, Hello, mum. Hello, mum. No one does. Cass. Please.
18: What is so important that you need to text? Pardon? No, I've had a text message. I've had a tweet through from April saying, Hi, April. Uh, it's Christmas time. <laughs> la, la 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 la. La 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 la.
9: You see? You see, have we got any more callers or should I do the front pages? We've the got
18: a tweet that's just come in. Oh, actually, April's got the words wrong. Oh. It's, a- it's Christmas time. Fa la 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 la. Oh, she's that's mixing the remix. I
9: No, oh, I don't like these modern versions. <laughs> Keep Christmas real. Have we got anything, or should I just do the newspaper? You've
18: killed it with the ridiculous oh. singing. It's Christmas
12: time.
9: La 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 la. Let's have a look at the front pages, shall we? We've not done it all morning, so let's do that. The Daily Telegraph. NHS scan to rule out Alzheimer's. Oh, Catherine, what?
18: Better text from Daz. Yeah. Yes, I listen. But if I'm listening, Ian, it's because you are the warm up man for JVL. <laughs> P.S. Merry Christmas.
9: Merry Christmas to you, Daz, and Merry Christmas to JVL. I'm glad. (laughs) NHS scan to rule out Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Uh, Supermarket aims to win over public to wonky fruit. We should have done the wonky fruit. Misshapen fruit and vegetables that are usually thrown away will be put on special offer to try to convince shoppers to buy them, Tesco said yesterday. Why do they throw that away? The supermarket said the public needed to be educated that old, ugly, misshapen produce was still fine to eat and of letting go to waste. I would take the word old out, but, um, but, but yeah, ugly and misshapen vegetables, there's nothing wrong with them at all. The Guardian, there's uh, Nelson Mandela. It looks like he's telling off... No, Sorry, it's uh, Barack Obama telling off Nelson Mandela's widow, Winnie Mandela. I don't know if he actually is, but that's what it looks like. Um, and Barclays to end Boris Bike's sponsorship da, 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 da. The Times crowd Crowds hail Mandela but bury his successor And there's a picture of uh, the selfie Fracking gets the green light Britain should press ahead with fracking The chairman of the government's climate change advisory body Said yesterday uh, The Independent is too boring to even look at The uh, the Daily Mail Tesco blasts at fussy shoppers Supermarket boss Blames customers for food waste The uh, Daily Express, £25,000 on flowers. Nigella's amazing spending habits revealed in court. Yeah, but they're millionaires. Let them spend what they want. Migrants set to flood in. Oh, dear, here we go. Hundreds in French camp are preparing to get into Britain. Fears of a fresh wave of migrants were raised last night as a new reception centre across the Channel... Proves to be a magnet for refugees. Now, the, the fears of a fresh wave, where do these fears come from? Oh, from the Daily Express. Hundreds have flooded the Calais area, vowing to try to get to the UK after French authorities opened the Five Star Shelter. The town's socialist man, Natasha Bouchon, ordered £100,000 to be spent on the new facility with beds. I hardly think it's five star. They're actually calling it five star. It's ridiculous. And of course, the uh, front page of The Sun, as we've been saying all morning, is Christmas time. La 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 la. la, la, la. la. I don't well, look like Chris... Felicity
18: Kendall. We've lost another one. La 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 la. La. You're doing me in this Christmas morning. Going over time. to R2, la Brian la 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 in Hodderston, la. Well, you've got two minutes, Christmas and then some good time. programmes come on. La 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 la. R2? R2. D2. D2? Mm.
10: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio a call from Judith in Luton about Dunstable Road, that's blocked at the pon, uh, Pointers Road roundabout by an accident. There are queues on all approaches there. In Milton Keynes, Monk's Way is closed between Bancroft roundabout and Statenbury roundabout after an accident as well. There are queues there. On the N25 anti-clockwise, all lanes have reopened but there are still uh, the usual morning delays and some queues between 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. On the M1 southbound, things heavy between 12 for Flittick and 8 for Hemel Hempstead. On public transport, southern London Midlands and now Virgin Trains as well had delays of up to 20 minutes between Milton Keynes and London. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Great stuff this morning, Alice. Thank you very much indeed. That's it. That's your lot. Don't forget, go to uh, iTunes or the BBC Three Counties uh, website and download this show's podcast. There are about four or five available. JVL is up next. Until tomorrow, from me, (laughs) ta-ta.
5: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
9: This is BBC
10: Three Counties Radio.
29: Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's nine o'clock. It's Wednesday morning and on today's big phone-in, would you care if your local bus routes were scrapped to save money? The campaign for real transport.